Happy Baglands Eve. How's everybody doing tonight? So I decided to do a podcast tonight. We have a lot of different things to discuss. Now, one of the things I wanted to play some some footage. We're gonna start this off immediately here. Now, this is some lady that's hating on reparations. And I want to play what she had to say. First, let's get. Let me get the first one. Hold on. Let me let me play this real quick. She's oh, hating on reparations. Mining even affected white people like Russian Jews and black and Mexican individuals. And then you feel entitled to half a trillion dollars of taxpayer money because of over-policing, because people committed crimes and got caught. Committed crimes and got caught. Now, we could talk about all these illegal aliens coming in from, from Mexico. We could talk about the Hazard Gang and South Central L.A. that came down. The Hazard Gang, which was told to firebomb black children and black families in Ramona Gardens. We could talk about that. If she wants to bring that up, we could do we could we could just rightfully do that. We could talk about how many race soldiers are in the LAPD, bags benders, executioner gangs that's tied in with all these white supremacy groups. We could talk about that. So when she says entitled, she has a whole lot of damn nerve talking about entitlement. You have illegal aliens coming through the border every five damn minutes, getting all types of free unearned benefits, and you want to talk about entitlement. This isn't an entitlement. This is a debt owed. You ever heard of special number 14? Over-policing because people committed crimes and got caught. Are you even using your head? Imagine thinking that the problem is getting caught and not committing the crime. So yes, people who want reparations don't want to work. But again, in a state like California, which is 40% Latino, a quarter of its population are first-generation immigrants. Latinos were majorly discriminated against, came here with absolutely nothing as immigrants, and still managed to build wealth. What's your excuse? And you're asking these hardworking individuals to pay because you're too lazy to work. What's the excuse? Here's the first thing. Y'all were not subjected to Jim Crow laws. And if we, if we want to really be technical, if we really want to be technical, let's, let's go out here to the hazard game. Let's go out here and look them up. Unitedgangs.com. They dominated Ramona Gardens since the 1940s. You see? There was a handful of black families. And and they have ties to the Mexican Mafia. She did. She don't want to say anything about that. She don't want to say nothing about that. Firebomb attacks. See, the problem is. Yeah, the, see, the issue is, is when black folks start getting something that's owed to them, 
you have all these anti-black racists coming out. That's the big issue. She has a big issue with black folks getting tangibles. And that's a big, big problem. Because she's not eligible for it. Now listen to this. This is interesting too. And you have the head mammy in charge leading the pack. Listen to this. Now, this is a different subject. We're going we're gonna to move from subject to subject very fast. Tied to get his life together. He has no job and no goals. Lavinia, what was Ty like as a child? I'm a single parent. I had to work. Uh-oh. There you go. Let's start that over. I'm a single parent. I had to work. This kid would pick up his two little sisters, make sure that they eat, make sure that their homework was done. If I had to stay late, he made sure they took a bath and put them to sleep. And then he changed. Ty, you didn't really. And he changed. Now, see, if you would have had a man in the household, he, he wouldn't have to be your fake husband. See, that's not his job. Yeah, he's a sibling, but that ain't his damn job. This is that hood rat whorehouse mentality that has been going on in the black community too damn long. Now, he's crying out for help. I don't know where his father is. I'm sure she didn't pick a good one. But let, let me play it one more time. I had to stay late. He made sure they took a bath and put them to sleep. And then he changed. Ty, you're getting really, really emotional right now, and so am I. Because yeah, I did change. I know I'm still that kid. I'm still that kid. I haven't I told seen her him that. in ten I'm years. I'm still that kid. I'm still that kid. I'm just. I'm tired. I'm depressed. I'm tired. You know? Okay. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm hurt. I've been through stuff in my life. Because so that's personal. No, it don't even matter about none of that. It does it matter. No, listen, it does. It does. But I'm tired. Like I said, I'm depressed. I have personal things going on. Sometimes that tell can us stop what those my, personal things that are. That can stop people. Me being depressed. What are like those me? personal things you're going through? Like, stop yelling about them and tell us about it. All right, like my personal stuff. Like I never really had friends, and then when I got around friends, I basically jealous. always did exactly. I always had the like. It's like I feel like yeah, you gave me everything, but you kind of gave me too much. But but because like because you gave me too much, my friends were jealous of me. I always had fake friends around me. See, that's what I'm saying. It's so he's saying. What you did is, what you did is, oh, let's get some, keep the music going. You didn't give me, you didn't give me any life skills because I didn't have any male leadership around me. That's, that's really what you said, what he's telling you. You gave me too much. And I had a bunch of fake ass friends. So, so this, this goes back to male leadership. You didn't have any male leadership around the home that whole damn time. You didn't have no male leadership around the home. That's not a fault of his. That's a fault of hers. It's cool that you did that, but you also got to understand what that brings, what that attracts, Ma. You got to feel me on that. Hi. That's Hi. what I'm saying. Hi. Hi. That, 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 you got some twisted logic yes. going on here. That, that's nah, some twisted man, like, logic. I'm just You're saying, totally I'm just saying it's listen to the mammies. Listen to the mammy feminist up, up here. That, 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 you got some twisted logic yes. going on here. That, that's nah, some twisted man, like, logic. I'm just you're saying, I'm just saying it's mental things that can mess with okay, that. It's mental high? things that bothers you're, me in the physical world. You're telling us that you're depressed? I don't have motivation. How can I have motivation? Yes, how can I have my motivation when I've, everything is handed to me? Right. See? How could I have motivation when everything's handed to me? He's cognitive of what, what the issue is. 
This ain't a dumb Negro. He's screaming out, hey, I need a father figure. I need a father figure. I need a father figure. That's what he's saying. This whole panel was a group of feminists and mammies. It's a mammy fest. Feminize the boys and mask and, and, and make the, the women make the little girls masculine. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing talked about this a lot. Feminize the boys and emasculate the girls. He understands what it is. He's old enough to understand what the problem is. He knows exactly what's going on. So you're telling us that you're depressed? Yeah, I'm depressed. I'm always depressed. I'm in a dark spot. I know I'm in a dark spot and Are I've been there for a long time. He's trying to tell them that he's in a dark spot. They're not really trying to hear it. Now they could go get a decent man, run him away and cry me a river to their girlfriends about why they destroyed their producer and why they have to fall back in line to the last train leaving or some dusty, some dusty dude. See, they could do that with their girlfriend. See, men don't really have much of an outlet. Men don't have no outlet like that. So he's on this platform. He already tried to tell his mother this. She's not going to listen. She, she's not going to listen whatsoever. She ain't gonna listen. Been there for a long time. But Ty, that's still no reason that if you feel that in your dark place, to take that out on your mother. That's my best friend, yo. That's exactly. my best Do you friend. Listen? I can't even talk and you to know, my mom. Okay, bro. hold up. So has he had a problem with alcohol? He has a problem with alcohol. He's an alcoholic. Of course he's a damn alcoholic. You dumb hood rat. Of course he is. Because you have not had a stable male in the home for probably, I don't know how long. They talking about 10 years and this, that, and the third. The single mother, Jezebel Syndrome, destroying these young black boys. Destro destroying these young black boys. So... He's going to relate to alcohol. He's going to get him some alcohol and try to wash the pain away. His daddy's not home. And mama is a is a whacked out bird brain. Ty? There's no, and here's another thing. You don't, you don't have any men. Oh, this is part two. I didn't know that there was, okay, Probably let's. 13. Listen. 13. Mother. That's my best friend, yo. They're not getting to the root of the problem. They want to say that it's on alcohol. This isn't an alcohol problem. This is a single mother Jezebel hood rat spirit. And he's trying to escape the hood rat spirit. I can see it. He's trying to escape it and he can't have a conversation. Nine times out of ten, this woman done ran that ran the nigga that she was with away. By this time, you should have another suitable male figure in the home, and you don't. That's a choice of your own. The boy looks like he's around 16, 17, 18, or more. Maybe he's in his 20s or close to 30 by now, looking at this video. Ty, when did you start drinking? 
How old were you? Probably 13. 13, okay. Probably That's 13. So he's a child. So he so he he's a child. He's a damn child. He's a damn child, man. Very early. She be drinking with me. She put me on. Uh-oh. There we go. You want a 13? She put me on. Yeah. You're a liar. Vinia, how much is he drinking? He drinks five and six, five to six bottles, and the bottles is like this, like the 40 ounces. Oh, he's checking some 40 ounces? Yeah, the we 40 ounces. That years ago. I was like 17, the 19. That's a lie. Five Please. and six. Was... I promise you, Vivica. Five to six. I would throw up now. I would throw up. If no. I tried that now, I would throw up now. Well, no. If I tried that now, I don't, that's a I'm long telling list. you. That's binge drink. Let me Five tell you something. Y'all bill that y'all have, he's only been here a day and a half. Yeah. Right. So yeah. tell us, you stayed at a hotel that the show put you up in, and you ran right. up almost a $200 yes. bar bill. Well, now, what is the purpose of bringing that up? That's another hood rat question. Blame, hashtag blame black men. Shout out to Blair. Yeah, go ahead and blame us. Yeah, blame black men. Blame black men. Let's talk about it. One bottle of whiskey, $60. One bottle of premium tequila, $71.18. One bottle of regular tequila, $17.52. We got some beer, a couple soft drinks, and an orange Hi, juice. I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. You did this yesterday. Yes, ma'am. Why would you think that's okay? I didn't. I wasn't thinking. You just I, did I, it. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. No, I had friends with me. On our tab, you know, Vivica, I want to say. On our tab, you bitch, you didn't pay for it. Damn it. Hold on, you didn't, you didn't pay for it. Talking about on our tab, y'all ain't paying for it. That's the network. That's the white man that pays you. That's the white man that pays you. Talking about on our tab. You didn't pay for it. Let me call the homie here. Have him weigh in. Hello. What's happening? I got you on live, man. Hey, how's the bag land doing tonight? Oh, man. I, I had to get on... The single motherhood rag Jezebel Holmes, man. I was playing some audio. I started a little earlier, but there was an old clip that somebody posted online. They had Vivica Fox. They had all these old hags, these has-beens that couldn't land no husbands. All these feminists getting on the brother. Basically, the brother said that he was depressed. He had his mom on there. He said he was depressed. He had to watch his little brothers and, and, and this, that, and the third. You know that there's not a there's not a male figure in the home. So they get on this panel when they start kind of berating this brother. He, he said he was an alcoholic. He's depressed. They don't get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is there's no male leadership in the home. And he's trying to tell these hags, listen, you know, I started drinking when I was 13. My mom put me on to this. You know he's not lying, and the mama's lying. Now, now listen right. to this. I, I want to play some of this for you, because I got a lot. I got a lot. We we gonna we gonna go through a lot of stuff tonight. Look, I don't feel anything. This is all something that, as an alcoholic, I'm very familiar with. 
Um, it's the woe is me story. Mm -hmm. The oh, I'm so sorry. Well, feel sorry for me because I was deprived of this, that, and the other thing, and I was raised really well, just like this kid was. This is all, I don't feel any emotion toward him right now. Why? Because it's all a game. It's all his MO. It is way. Now, listen, now, 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 mind you, you could have these little hood rat feminists. Now, this, and this is years ago when this show came out. They could get up there. They could start talking about what they want to butcher their babies. Oh, I've been beat. Oh, I stayed too long for domestic abuse. This happened, that happened, and they could cry me a river. But as black men, men can't really cry me a river. Men really don't have the ability for that outlet to say, hey, listen, I'm in pain. I have this going on. We got to just keep it going. We just got to keep it going. You see what I'm saying? They could get on TV. We got to work through it. You got to work through it. They could get they could get on TV, have the picket fence, have the husband run him under the bus. And when he decides to basically say, all right, bitch, this is it's a wrap. I'm tired of dealing with your shit. I'm going to trade you in. What do they do? They immediately go to their little circle of hens that probably done told them, oh, well, girl, you need to leave them. You need to do this. And mind you, they ain't none of these heifers. Ain't nobody bought them a five-bedroom home. You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody really right. did nothing for them. So they just want to be in a circle of dusties. A circle of dusties. Just like we we're going to get into the Mall of America incident at the while. A whole team of just dusties. Now they're going to tell her, well, well, girl, you don't need him. Okay, and then by, by the way, they're not... By the time they tell her to leave... And he done moved on. Well, now she got to pay her own bills. She got to start over. She's been like, damn, why did I listen to these broads? So you got this white woman up here basically trying to say, well, I don't buy it. His MO, his yep. manipulation of his, I would cry. I'm sorry, mom. I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to drive drunk. And see, that's the, oh, I'm never going to drive drunk. I'm never going to, I'm going to play the first she part for you again. for her son, Ty, to get his life together. He has no job and no goals. Lavinia. What was Ty like as a child? I'm a single parent. Strike one. I had to work. This kid would pick up his two little sisters, make sure that they eat, make sure that their homework was done. If I had to stay late, he'd make sure they took a bath and put them to sleep. And then he changed. That's not his job. Not his job. I'm gonna keep playing, and I'm 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 gonna skip around a little bit. Ty, you getting really really emotional right now, and so am I because yeah, I did. I don't know and what I'm what still that kid. I'm still that kid. I haven't I told seen her him that. in ten I'm years. Still kid. I'm still that kid. I'm you heard what she said? I haven't seen him in ten years. I haven't seen this kid in ten years. Ten years, you couldn't get a damn man in that household. Ten no, years, I mean, you Ten years. Not, I mean, you gotta, you know, put yourself in the sister's point of view too. You know, there ain't a whole lot of to choose from poverty. Too, she ran them know? away. There's a whole lot of lanes running around here, man. But you ran them away. Man. You gotta understand something. To meet people at a certain level, you have to be at that level yourself. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So if you're a female and you want to meet, you want to meet a guy making eighty or ninety k a year, you need to be making somewhere around that. So you're in those in those establishments so you can meet people like that. If you ain't got a job and you're on government assistance, guess what you're going to meet? 
somebody maybe a step above that. Somebody has a job, you know. So sometimes females, you got to up your game too. But guess whose problem is that? That's not his problem. See, she's no. she's looking at him as the husband. Oh, this is my this is my substitute husband. No, that's your son. And what that demonstrates to your son is that hey, I didn't I didn't bet on the wrong horse. I know when you go to the casino, you don't plan on losing money. You know you're gonna lose something, but you bet you try to bet on the right horse. Right. You're a thinking man, uh, 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 bro. You're a think. You're a thinking man. I've always tried to surround myself around thinking people. You don't bro, go to the casino I mean, with with the intent. Now take that. Now take that mentality and put it around somebody who who puts their stuff on on bullshit. You know what I mean? Guess what happens? You're going to meet bullshit. Silly shit equals silly shit. So, you know, when you say she can't meet a man and get him in the house, she could have got a man in the house probably rather easily, but he'd have been a lame. So that's a reflection of self. It's not. Hell yeah, who you meet. Very rarely do you see a guy that makes 120 grand a year and he's dating a crackhead bitch or a low grade Hulk, where would he meet her at? That's true. You know, where would he meet her at? He, you make 120 grand a year. You're not going to hang around anywhere in this neighborhood. And look, who's trying to give someone some advice. Now wait till you hear this part and we'll go to the next thing. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm depressed. I'm tired. Okay. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm hurt. I've been through stuff in my life. Because like, that's personal. You. No, it don't even matter about none of that. It does it, matter. No, listen, it does. It does. But I'm tired. Like I said, I'm depressed. I have personal things going on. Sometimes that tell us what those my, personal things that are. That can stop people. Me being depressed. What are like those me. personal things you're going through? Like, stop yelling about them and tell us about it. All right, like my personal stuff. Like I never really had friends, and then when I got around friends, I basically jealous. always did exactly. I always had to like. It's like I feel like yeah, you gave me everything, but you kind of gave me too much. But but because like because you gave me too much, my friends were jealous of me. I always had fake friends around me. See, that's what I'm saying. It's cool that you did that, but you also got to understand what that brings, what that attracts, Mark. You gotta feel me. Oh, like he's a lame. Now now now, this kid talking about? now now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who made him that way? Now. Now, well, now, now look at this. Because you didn't have he where's his daddy at? See, he's talking from the he's talking from the standpoint of he's seeing the world through the eyes of his mama. He's seeing the world through the eyes of Elaine. He's so seeing, he's looking down on his mom for giving it for giving him a lot and then other kids looking down on him. No, listen now listen to this part. I, Did you hear that though? Look. There you go. Right there. Now that was the point that I did. I, that I, you know why? Cause his daddy ain't around. He turned well, out this way. His daddy could be around and he could still be a lame. Every time, every kid that's raised in a house with his dad, that doesn't mean that they're going to grow up and I'm not, not be a lame. I'm not talking about a lame, I'm not talking about a lame dad. You, you, let me tell you something. Nine times out of ten, if you have a thorough-ass dad, he can't. He doesn't allow his child to be a lame. Nine times out well, of ten. Well, yeah, that's true, but in the same token, you see with the way that kid's talking, you can't win with him. He's if you give the- him too much... He'll talk shit about that. If you don't give him enough, he'll talk shit about that. Because his daddy wasn't around. 
If you were to sit well, here and look you, at this. I mean, you can say that, DP. I mean, but in the same token, I mean, I've met a lot of people who had their daddy in around, around, but they're unreasonable people. She did not provide. You could tell that no this male figure. sound like an unreasonable-ass motherfucker. He didn't have no male leadership around at all. Now, my dad left around well, maybe ninth grade, but I had I, I, I got some kind of – you could tell that I was raised around some type of male leadership structure. You could tell he well, wasn't raised around DP, nothing. You going a little – I mean, that's, that's you being a little uh, – you probably could have used a different clip to get your point across, to be, if you ask me, because that just sounds like a little spoiled brat. But here's the. Here, here's Did you the hear reason, what he said? Here's the Did your viewers hear what he said? He said, You gave me too much, and the other kids looked down on me, so I didn't have no friends. There's a mind in my madness. Now, listen to who's giving him advice. Right, so you're telling us that you're depressed? Yeah, I'm in a long time. Still no reason that if you feel that in your dark place, to take that out on your mother. That's my best friend. Yeah. Now, you heard who was saying that, right? Vivica A. Fox. That's the th- that's the you, therapist. That's no, Vivica A. Fox. She's not no therapist. That's the point. That's the top. The show. What does she have? A talk show. It's a whole panel with these little feminists, and she's the lead of the pack. The point I'm playing this video is for a learning lesson for the listeners. Don't bet on the wrong. Don't let the right right horse go. You have fifty cent. You had 50 cent of all fucking people and you let that nigga go. She's been broken up over that nigga even to this day. Ladies, don't find a workhorse and then let him go. That was my whole point of this is, is you're trying to give this kid advice and you had 50 cent and you ain't found a 50 cent yet. You got to think when we went to high school, do you know how many chicks probably are in high school? And when they got into their 20s, maybe in their 25, we ain't got to say no names, but we we know. You and I both know girls is when they're 20s, 25s, went and got knocked up, went and got, they passed up all the workhorses and got knocked up by a lame. And when you see them, you don't even recognize them. You'll be like, damn, what happened? And they be, they, they, I know you've seen it. I've known you. I've known you. I've known you in the last 10, 15 years when you were on the top of your game. You've seen some some girl that went to high school or, you know, went to college or whatever the case may be. And she sees you at the top of your game. And she's kind of trying to see what's going on, trying to choose up a little bit. And you kind of like, oh, pump your brakes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm good. They want to see if there's one last train ride. And you're like, eh, I'm good. The yeah, last train leaving. Of course. The last train leaving, bro. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a real it's a real you know acquaintance. I mean it really happens. Now let me see. I, you know, I, I got some other clips. We gonna we gonna keep them going. All right. Okay. Now this is the one. Hold on. Let's see here. I had some real good ones. Wait a minute. Up oh, now, now let's talk about this real quick. Now I told you before, and it, is, it looks like it's headed in the right direction. Now I heard some people were trying to water the muddy the waters down. They had to the, they had a reparations hearing. This was in St. Paul. Now some of these things I want to give a little disclaimer. Hold on, to who's they? Hold on for some more context. Who's they? I believe that, that had was the, a, you said they had the hearing. Who are they? 
I think there was a St. Paul task force for a reparations hearing. It was a hey, hold on. A St. Paul task force. A St. Paul task force. That was force. put together by who? Now let's yeah, now that's a good question. We we really need to know who that is. So let's look at that. And who consists of this group? St. Paul Task Force for reparations. Now let's let yeah, we we need to know that. Because I remember you got a suspicious call before and I said, wait a minute. Yeah. I, said, I think I, it was probably from it was from St. Paul. I said, I'm not I'm you, yeah, you got a call from somebody. Now I said, I'm not liking okay, now let's do a little history check. Now the St. Paul led task force to study reparations. Now, let me see if, the, if, they'll, if they'll let us see this. Okay. So now this was, oh, damn. Please provide an email. Okay. Let's see if we can get that from somewhere else because they're, they're trying to get me to sign up. All right. So no, we'll go straight to the, the hell with the with the news article. We'll go straight to the okay, St. Paul's founding. Since St. Paul's founding, African Americans have placed discrimination that has included redlining, racial covenants, restricting the sale of real estate, and the de- de- destruction of the Rondo residential neighborhood. Yeah, the Rondo neighborhood was basically like a toss-up. They destroyed that putting 94 on there. So January 13, 2021, city council passed resolution 21 to 77 in which council apologized the damn and apology cut the check. I want no damn apology. Anyway, on behalf of the city of St. Paul for the city's role in the institutional and structural racism experienced by its residents. Uh, resolution 21886 passed by city council on June 16, 2021 established the St. Paul city council legislative advisory committee on reparations, appointing Veronica Burt. Trey, uh, Traherne Cruz and Yohuru Williams as the governors and Teresa Cunningham, Lynette Harris, Amber Jones, Benjamin Mickey, Nick Muhammad, Jessica, Nick Rand, Jose Perez, Coolia Pringle, Vic Rosenthal, and Jerry Thomas as the members. So what is, what is this saying? It's not saying much. Let me, let me, let me keep looking this up. Uh, Because see, they're, what they're what we got to be careful on what because w- what they'll try to do is this this bullshit in Evanston, Illinois. Professor Black Troop really broke this down um, this morning on one of the programs I was listening to. Well, we'll give you real estate reparate. That ain't no damn reparations in in Evanston, Illinois. And I want my listeners tonight to hear me out clear. They basically tried to say out there in Evanston, Illinois. Well. We gonna give you reparations, but you gotta use it for rent uh, repairs and homeowners. That ain't no damn reparations. That's not reparations. Because what not, do you mean? So it's a one-time payment. Basically, what they want to do use. is you you gotta use it to repair a home. They made it seem like they were giving you a home or some shit like that. That's what they made it seem like. So they're giving you a home or they're giving, they're giving they're, you money to repair you, your they're, home. They're giving you money that you have to use to repair a home and they're calling it reparations because what it is, is hold on, hold on, hold on. So who is they? First of all, let's look that up. Yeah. Who are they? And what are they in there? And, and they're giving homeowners. Oh, here it goes. Now listen, this is some bullshit. Here it is right here. 
Reparations, the U.S. town paying its black residents. Now, first of all, that's a lie. Here's the article. Evanston, Illinois is a quiet place in the middle of an unusual experiment. Its population is 78,000, two-thirds white, nearly a fifth black, with sizable Asian and Hispanic communities. And its politics, predictably liberal. For all those that's chasing a ride in the liberal limousine, these Democrats work hand-in-hand with the right wing. Anyway, what are reparations? The idea that America owes something to its black residents, some of whom were slaves, and some of whom have continued to suffer from the repercussions of slavery has existed for centuries. Now it says since the civil war, no large scale reparations were ever attempted. And until very recently, the idea of paying descendants of slaves was a political non-starter. Black U S congressional leaders have introduced a bill every year to establish a committee to study reparations since the 1980s, but it has never come close to becoming law. Now, before we go on, I got to let y'all know they said, Black U.S. congressional leaders, they introduced a bill every year since the 80s. What does that mean? That means that every single black U.S. congressional leader since the 1980s has been worthless. You've had, you've had illegal aliens. You've had a buffer class. You got Ukraine. You got a, thousands of people that have received unearned benefits that ain't been on the plantation one damn time. So I just want to put a disclaimer out for everybody listening tonight or that will hear the, the pre-recorded edition. Every single black U S congressional leader is worthless. Them niggas haven't done nothing for black folks. They've been doing this since the eighties. They've been just putting a bullshit bill together, but they haven't been making any demands. It's been shootings. It's been race soldier killings, all of that. And they haven't done nothing. That's really what that say. We want to decode it. See, we would decode things. We don't get to read the news. Now listen to this. According to Miss Simmons, Evanston's plan was shaped by a series of town hall meetings and consultations with local residents, but it is notable what it is not. There are no cash payments and it has no direct link to slavery. That's not reparations. What what is it being given under? Is it is it are they saying reparations? Oh yes, they're just saying it's hey, a trick what's bag. What's the bill called? It's a trick bag. Instead, the project is focused on a specific subset of the black community. See, they're supposed to be lineage based. They're supposed to be for foundational blacks specifically. To be eligible, adult residents have to have lived in Evanston before 1969, when housing discrimination in various forms was at its height. The system prevented most black folks from building up generational wealth. Now listen to this. Now this is, this is where, where I'm going to break it down. Evanston's reparations take the form of grants of $25,000, which can only be used for house repairs to pay down a mortgage or as a down payment on a house that ain't reparations. No. And then that's only for, Evans, Evansville, Indiana, which is a very racist place. Ev- Evansville, Illinois. Look, so listen to this. Yeah. Oh, Illinois. Illinois. Evansville, Illinois. How small of a town is that? About 80,000 people. Look, those stipulations. 80,000 mean- people. So how many of that 80,000 are foundational black and been living there since 1969? See, that's the question. Now, it says 78,000, two-thirds white, nearly a fifth black. So that's, I mean, all, think about this, bro. You, you see how slick they are, these damn Democrats is? They said, now look, those stipulations mean the pool of eligible residents is small. 
Now you just asked that question. Just over 120 applied in the first round. They are old in their seventies. At least several applicants have already died and the process has taken time. The law passed in 2019, but it was only recently that the first 16 residents were randomly chosen to receive the first payouts. Let me ask you a question. When it comes to Latino illegal aliens, which there was, I played some footage earlier about one talking shit about black folks, not they shouldn't get reparations. She ain't probably been here five minutes. Anyway, when it comes to laws, tangibles being passed for them, Ukraine and all that, have you noticed they don't never have a study? They never have a study for them. Now they passed this law in 2019, man. It's about to be 2023. And only the thing that they could give this is the old niggas. Those factors made residents like Louis Lewis Weathers, 87 doubtful that they would ever benefit. He said, like everyone else, I was just waiting for my 40 acres and a mule, which I knew I would never get. But as it turned out, Mr. Weathers was one of the first 16 chosen. He grew up in Evanston after his father moved from Alabama into the 1930s. After army service in Korea, Mr. Weathers came back to Evanston and got a job at the post office. He and his wife hoped to raise a family, so he purchased a home in Evanston's primarily Black Fifth Ward, one of the few neighborhoods where he could buy. The location didn't bother him, but the terms of the loan alarmed Mr. Weathers. Rather than than been given a mortgage, he was given a contract loan, a type of financial instrument that was commonly offered to black folks. Now, a lot of people that don't know in Chicago that was going on, a lot of people think that, well, black folks left the South because they want to escape racism. Not at all. They left the South because of economics. The jobs were paying more. White supremacy was everywhere. They had sundown towns and like my pops used to always say, I think I played that audio maybe like two years ago for you. There's more law and order in the North, he said, but there's more prejudice in the North than in the South. And most black folks don't know this. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm saying this quote for quote what he said. There's more, more law and order in the North, he said. But there is more prejudice in the North than in the South. And most black folks don't know this. See, I, I didn't know when he told me that I was kind of confused. Then I come to realize. When I bought that Sundown Towns book. The narrative that they used to say, well, if you go here to go to Mississippi, you're going to get strung up in this, that, and the third. A good majority of the lynchings was in the North. Majority of the sundown towns was in the North because when black folks was moving up North, they're like, oh no, we don't want you niggas up here. You can't come to this town after sun sundown. Sundown towns were real. Edina was a sundown town. North Minneapolis was a sundown town. So now listen to this here reparations for all. Not everyone agrees. Cicely Fleming, another black Anderson council member was a sole dissenting vote against the project, which she called a housing plan dressed up as reparations. I agree with that. That's just 110%. She called it a housing plan dressed up as reparations. This isn't change. That can be a beacon for the nation. She said it is a dim weak light. Miss Fleming and some other activists believe the plan isn't ambitious enough 
and that it ties to home ownership leaves out poorer residents, those who can't afford to buy their homes. And see, that's the whole thing. The descendants of slaves, my great-great-grandmother and great-great-great-grandfather and all them, they built this bitch and didn't get a dime, not a penny, built everything. They didn't get, nobody got. That's the thing, DP. That's that's the catch-22 that ain't nobody really peeping. Nobody's getting or being given. They're taking or they're maneuvering through leverage. There is no, like, there is no, okay, so you want to look at Ukraine, you want to look at immigrants. None of that is just being given. Ukraine is an investment, so that's a whole other story. Immigrants are being shown the love they're being shown because both political parties want those votes. So when they when they legitimize them and legalize them, they legalize them with the idea of now you're voting for my party, all of you. So that's where that comes from. So when foundationals realize that and start playing strength to numbers, they'll get what they want in five seconds. Oh, I found it. Here it goes. Hold on, let's play the audio. Hold but on. if you're waiting for a white man, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's see. Let's see. The... All right. A growing number of communities nationwide are considering reparations for the descendants of slavery. Now you heard, I told you it's heating up. They're scared now because remember before we used to always hear it. Even when we was kids, you niggas ain't about to get no reparations. Ain't even nobody talk about it. The old niggas didn't even want to talk about it. You had some old coon niggas that they, I'm going to say something too. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to put out another disclaimer. We have a few. It's not a whole lot, but it's more than needed. We have a few coon and coons and sambo niggas, specifically from the civil rights generation, amongst the foundational black population that really don't want our age bracket getting reparations. You know why? Because in their mind, they just wanted cocaine, Cadillacs, and a white woman. So that means that they never had to buck the system and they just had a little job at the plant or they just got to work at the Ford plant or something. So in their mind, they like, hey, man, you know, I got five, six, seven kids. They all out of wedlock. I don't take care of none of them niggas. I just want me a Cadillac. You still got a few niggas like that with that mindset. So now they're in their 60s and 70s right now. So when they hear us saying, you know what, I'm not getting my ass whooped by the police. I don't trust race soldiers. No, I'm not kissing this white man's ass at the job. I'll just find another fucking job. Maybe I'll try to start my own business. I want my fucking 40 acres. And I want my damn reparations as old. That is detrimental to some of these old Sambo niggas. But now it's actually coming. And I told you nationwide, the true fear is, well, hell, at first, no one, it was taboo. Don't, we ain't getting no reparations. Don't even talk about it. Now the the now you got both parties actually talking about it. Like, damn, it sounds like these these niggas is serious. Are we gonna have some riots on hand? Or, or you know, so so they're kind of it's the narrative is changing because they know EP, that if we get it over it's here, going to be done. Go ahead, but go ahead. If, if we get it over here, they they know that foundational spirit is contagious. Barbados has been talking about it. Then they know, like, okay, at some point it's going to reach the motherland. They're like, okay, we got to stop this shit. 
we no, have the to motherland stop this shit. is so so mentally gone from that they you know what i mean but but, That's but a, you know they wouldn't even know but but you know but CDP, no. you have to look at it from the perspective of reality it. they heard about it bro they heard who's it. they there's no like african channel you know there's, there's they the sophisticated the parts they got youtube the sophisticated well, first of all, the sophisticated parts of Africa, that's a whole other story, DP. But let's talk about what you're talking about with reparations. And you have to take into account that if it happens and it's given, it's going to be done in a way to placate and to divide and conquer. It won't be done in a way to to pay a debt that's owed. Because give me an estimate on how many foundational blacks are in America. How many do you say are in America? Just people. I'm thinking maybe, well, I don't trust the census. They always say it's just black folks in general. They say 15%. Yeah. But if they roll up every Give me hour, a rough estimate. 10 million, 15 million, 20 million. 10 million. Okay, there's 20 million. All right. So if I said, I'm going to give, if all right, I'm Joe Biden or whoever's making the decisions around here. And I said, all right. I'm going to give every foundational $200 a month. You said there was how many? There was t- how many million did you say, DP? 20 million? Give it, give or take 20 million. All right. So I said, now what's 20 million times 200? Shit. What? Uh, 20, you said 20 million times 200. Do the math here. Twenty million. I like two billion or something. Well, let me see. Four billion dollars. How much? Four billion dollars. Four billion. Okay. So every month. So just at two hundred a month. Which foundationals would not be happy with two hundred dollars a month in reparation? That's all. four billion a month. You understand that? So there, there's there's four billion dollars a month in a budget for somewhere, and they're going to approve that without having to do that. Just think, that's only two hundred a month. If you if you were if they approved reparations and you got two hundred dollars a month, you would not be happy with that. Not at all. But that's four billion right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So say a thousand a month. That's what ten billion a month times that. T- Come on, man. They, 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 you know what I'm saying? So realistically, they're gonna if they do this, it's gonna be done. With quotation marks, it's gonna be bullshit. Taxes, it's gonna be and all done in a way stuff. like that. That kind of shit you just read off. Oh, you got to be here, living here since 1969, and you got to own a home. And they're gonna put stipulations around it because there's no way they can legitimately give everybody even two hundred dollars a month. Did you see that? That now. You said they can't. Just, you said it now. They no, don't just, want uh, to. but you can't overlook that. No, I just we got to talk in realistic terms. All right. So they're going to reach in their budget. So four billion times 12, 24, 30, 
That's $48 billion a year they're going to be giving the foundationals, and they don't even have to do this, just off of just GP. Dude, we're just going to do this, fam. We're well, just going yeah, to come out I, the budget. $48 million. That's not going to happen. So what has to happen is it has to be forced. Similar to what happened during the George Floyd times, when everybody all over America and Absolutely. Europe was fucking rioting, and the white people, you had them by the balls. At that point in time, if there was a spokesman for black America that they could have talked to and said, hey, man, what, what do we need to stop? Well, we need reparations at $1,000 a month for every foundational. We need this. We need that. Da, 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 da. It would have it would have happened right there. Well, you know what happened? The negotiation, the nego- there's no leadership. Who do you talk to, DP? Jesse Jackson. So if, hold on, hold on, DP, before you cut me out. If I'm Joe Biden right now, during that rioting, and I said, I want this to stop, and I'm going to give foundationals everything they want. Who would I talk to that can stop all that? Who's it? There's nobody. You see what I'm saying? Every, every organism or race that you speak of, these immigrants, the Hispanics, the Africans, they have a hierarchy and a leadership amongst their communities. So the word trickles down. Hey, we're all going to vote for him because they let us come here. Bet. All right, we're going to do that. So you see what I'm saying? There's, so for foundationals, where is that? So if I'm Joe Biden, like I just asked you, I want you to answer that. And I want this rioting to stop, and I'm ready to give foundationals what they want. Who can ensure me that this rioting is going to stop well, that's by the their biggest, word? Well, that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem with us right now. How does that? How does that get solved? From the, from the scratch, from the our, ground up. Our, you, know, you know what? You know what? Our our lead our leaders been given to us. That's the big problem. Our leaders are, and you know who they are. So called. They got their hand in the cookie jar. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Jesse Jackson and a Reverend Rat Al. Now that's the problem. Now think about this: if Reverend Rat Al and Messy Jesse was on code, they would have been right there in Minneapolis saying, "All right, Joe." Uh. You see how it's going in Minneapolis. You don't you don't want this everywhere, do you? Cut us our damn check. Give us y'all spend about two hundred billion on illegal aliens every year. You could start giving every foundational about about ten ten to fifty thousand as a start. Now they could have well, said that and cheaper? they didn't. Well, but it's what's cheaper, cheaper, DP? It's cheaper to pay twenty. No, nah, what about if dollars? I'm Joe Biden and I say, you know what? I could I could I I could I could get to Jesse could get to me and he could say that. Or I could get to Jesse, and I could say, "Hey Jesse, here's a hundred grand. Go on CNN and tell everybody to stop rioting." Yeah, what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's gonna happen first. But people don't listen to Jesse anymore, so it's not working. They tried, but they, guess what? There'll tried. be a little credibility, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, it'd be better than nothing. You, now, no, you're right. I, I'm inside with you on that. Now, that used to be that you. Now it's taboo. That used because we got programs like this tonight, but it used to be a situation just like how you said that was the same thing that they've been doing since the sixties. I'm glad you brought that up. You said what? You said it would have to be forced. Now remember, yeah. Back, back, hold back on, hold on. Back. Before you even go, before you even go any further with that, let me. I want to bring one thing up with the force. Okay, where is the magical black white dude in America? All right. There's going to be this magical white dude that's going to wake up. Now, we're going to go, we're going off the $200 a month grid. 
which is four billion a month, which is forty eight billion a year. So where is this magical white dude going to wake up? He's going to run for office. He's going to win, and then he's going to say, "You know what, foundationals? Here's forty eight billion a year for you guys, and fuck all you other white crackers who got a problem with." That's what you're at. That's basically what you're saying. That has to happen for uh, foundationals to get reparations. That has to happen. Is that going to happen or is it going to be forced? Which, 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 you, you tell me, DP, because any other conversation about reparations is going to be one of those two things. Either that magical white dude is going to wake up one day and he's all about foundationals or foundationals going to have to take it. Oh, it's gonna have it's gonna have to be taken at some point. It, it, it's, it's just gonna have to now. Now, now check this out. Now, no, but you uh, before I play this video clip. Go ahead. Before I play this yeah, video clip, give me clip, some context on it. I want to. I want to say now, like you mentioned before, you said this whole uprising back with the Floyd thing had about the balls, but they bought niggas cheap, thirty million. We gonna get. We gonna cut a check for thirty million, and this shit goes away. Now, if well, you look publicly, at the 60s, do you see how they publicly told everybody too? They let it. Hennepin County usually some of that shit's undisclosed. Hennepin County let it be known. Yeah, we gave them twenty-seven million. So are you dumb motherfuckers rioting? Yeah, because remember, remember now. If you listen to what the family now, if you listen to some of the family members, they start talking on some all lives matter shit. You remember that? You remember when you sent me certain that audio? Ones. They, certain ones. Yeah, was talking well, who on was some, it? I, I can't remember who it was, but it was on some all because lines. you know who got it wasn't that 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 money wasn't split among the family equally. It was the the daughter and the two sisters. So like the 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 ones the brother that you see parade that Trump's uh, Crump is parading around. His name ironically is Polonius. Okay, Polonius Floyd. That's the name too. Felonious Floyd oh my is not. That's just a given name. Yeah, Felonious Floyd was not a part of that settlement. So what what Crump did is he got a team of people that were related to victims of the police. So anytime something happens in any state, he'll bring all of them with him. The black bag bunch. You know. Yeah, the, the black bag bunch. What he does with them is they lend credibility to what he's doing. It's like Jesse and Reverend Al, they were the old stars. Now he's the new star. So he'll bring them old hounds and old dogs. Hey, I got 25 racks for each one of y'all. Come up here, go spew some bullshit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Don't accomplish a fucking thing. Spew a bunch of bullshit. Jesse, well, what's another? Reverend Al used the kids' uh, funeral to talk about, this is how I travel, jackass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my son's funeral. I pushed him in his fucking mouth. Yeah, he said, uh, what did he say? He, he said, he said, I'm that type of guy. Yeah, what are we, we're not here to talk about that. Go do an interview with Larry King and then you could talk about your jet. Yeah, he wanted to let it be known. I'm that type of guy. Why? How? What do you do for, what the fuck does he do for a living? He's not an entertainer. He's not a comedian. He's not, what does he do? He's letting me, he's letting it be known. He's letting me know, hey, I'm you Negroes. I'm you Negroes appointed civil rights nigga. I've been doing this for a long time. I got my perm. I got my I got my MSNBC uh uh, uh show. The white folks paying me good money. I got me a jet. K 
Cadillacs, white women, and cocaine. You got a jet and you ain't done past one goddamn bill. Not past not one bill. Now think about the messy jet and the look, messy Jesse and Al Sharpton. I, I I'm at this point where I'm starting to feel them niggas are plants. Like they were really put there because you got to think with King, when King, when King died, who was with King and who rose to fame? Who? Messy Jesse. You're Jesse. Yeah. He messy, rose to fame, oh, but I messy, mean, messy Jesse. he just happened to, you know, you know what messy Jesse did? Somebody was going to raise a fame. Messy Jesse did, uh, Beyond beyond a Sambo snake roll, when King got killed, do you know that Messy Jesse took some of the blood, put it all over his T-shirt, and showed up at a news conference with it? That's beyond the low upon low. That's why a lot of the stomp down real headlines to get some headlines on King's blood. And see, that's why a lot of the real stomp down real niggas that was around King don't don't have no respect for Jesse. But anyway, like you said, by the balls. To get back to the by the balls. Uh, Minneapolis had the nation by the balls. The same way back in the 60s and, and back in the 70s, in the 60s, when the civil rights was really popping, they would have gave foundationals anything. If niggas would have said, look, no, we want our fucking reparations. You're going to pay niggas 200K a nigga. They would have did it. They would have took that military money and said, man, don't, don't, don't oh, buy that. Oh, man, all them billions of dollars worth of damage. Man, and then all these people that went into business and they ain't come. Man, they would if you would have said every person in Minnesota, every foundation in Minnesota gets a thousand a month. They said, all right. Oh, they would have paid more than that. But but, but see, mm-hmm. what happened is the same thing they did in the '60s. See, these 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 liberal Democrats up here are very bright, very cunning. Malcolm X talked about them a lot. He said, you know what? All these niggas want is a little social acceptance, a little thirty million dollar check. We could buy them off cheap. Let's get Reverend Radow and let's get Sharpton to come up here. We got Mushmouth Crump. He's taking their place. We'll get them to come up here. Tell them to calm niggas down. All right, Chauvin going to get 25. He going to get the two-piece in the biscuit. We're worried about these other cops later on. But see, that was the bar. Ain't going to be no more $20 million payouts. And you called that out early. I said, man, this might be this might be the, the, the new normal. You're like, no, nah, nigga, they ain't getting no more of those. And then right when they I killed that, that boy down in downtown, when that SWAT team came in, and you said, man, ain't going to be no charges. I said, man, they going to at least get two. They're like, DP, this is the new normal. They done set the, the you standard. You talking about so Amir Yeah, you told me they ain't charging them. And, and lo and behold, they didn't charge Hell them. Nah. You, what you, about the kid just here across the street from where I live? They just came out and said no, those cops no, ain't going to get no charges. No charges. You, you called it Of course out. not. When they tell you, when they've been sitting out there for five, six, seven hours telling you to come on out, you know what I mean? Yeah, they ain't getting no no charges, man. Yeah, like you, you were saying that it, yeah, it's going to be $28 million a per hour. That ain't happening. That was That's an isolated way. situation. That's a one-time deal. That's a one-time deal. They it was recorded. Okay, how come, uh, what's the name? Katie Wright and Dante Wright's people, how come they didn't get that? I think Minneapolis said, okay, we, the the most we going to give y'all, because see, if you look at, even if you look at the situation with the Muhammad Noor thing, I think they got close to like 20, a 20 piece. They didn't really publicize did. it they, as much. They got like they a 20 got, piece. No, what 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 Justine Diamond's family did that was a lot more intelligent than most people, and that's what comes to have when you have leverage. They had money already, so they didn't take no settlement. 
what they did is they waited until the guilty verdict. Mm-hmm. Once we get that guilty verdict, now once we take you to civil trial, it's a guarantee. It's just about how much are we going to get. But once you hurry up, when they tell you just hurry up and take this money now before the guilty verdict, we'll just give you something because if he gets found not guilty, y'all ain't getting nothing. So that's how they try to play you, you know. And see what they do. So Justine's Diamond, they got they got twenty million. But see, Floyd's family came in at twenty seven. But Floyd's family had what they had to do was this was in the middle of the rioting, so they wanted to hurry up and get some out there to maybe get a bitter taste in some people's mouths. Like y'all out here rioting, and these people got twenty seven million. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cause you got to think, there's some people, there's, there's some people that was involved in that that got felonies in prison right now. Right, right. So did the Floyd, did the Floyd family take any of that twenty seven million plus the GoFundMe money plus some merchandising money, book deals, TV deals on the way? Did they get all any of that money? Did they put any money on them kids' books? I'm asking you. I strongly doubt it. I strongly doubt it. Just think of that. Any money on their books. If that's me and my family member died and I got 50, 60, 70 motherfucking million dollars and these kids went to jail on account of that family member, I'm going to Google who they are and I'm going to at least put some money on your books, maybe pay for another attorney to see if we can't, you know, get you off. Something, you know, I wouldn't just go right off in the sunset. Yeah. And that and that's another thing about that Botham John thing. That's why a lot of niggas was mad about that shit in Dallas, cause you had a lot of black folks that risked their lives. You had police running around ambushing them, people losing their jobs, and it's and 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 Botham John's his little bitch ass brothers hugging the cop. That was one thing. I mean, that was immigrant cooning at its finest. That, that was might one, have been religious. That was one. Yeah, it was religious, but it one. It's one thing for the brother. But then the daddy said he wanted to be the cop's friend. I said, okay, he probably want the fuck Amber Geiger. They might have had that deal, a part of their settlement, you know, from the city might have been, you got to act like that. And that's the problem. That's why I, I've yeah, taken Yeah, when the you position, ain't got no leverage. I've, been take, I've taken the position that until the Malik drop shouldn't be no, you you shouldn't be able to have the black see, and that's where the black bag bunch. See, this whole thing, even when we talk about reparations, even if we ain't talking about a damn reparations, uh, anti-black crime bill, we don't have just the basics because the niggas like Sharpton and Inge- Messy Jesse. Let me play this audio clip from the St. Paul Reparations Committee, and I'm gonna break this down because I'm I'm telling you, they're probably gonna use the Evanston, Illinois thing, and that's where niggas gotta say no. And Minnesota's capital city is one of them. A plan in St. Paul would create a commission to reckon with the city's history of racial discrimination and craft a plan for how to support the city's African-American community moving forward. As Callan Gray reports, the city council took its first steps toward approval today. Construction of I-94 tore apart St. Paul's vibrant Rondo neighborhood starting in the 1950s. 80% of the city's African-American population once lived there, but hundreds of homes were torn down and businesses displaced. My mother was born and raised in the Rondo district of St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, I never forget that. Benjamin McKay describing how it disrupted the community being established. Well, it had an impact on a lot of families. It uh, was part of urban renewal, which was a national agenda that affected black communities uh, from Boston all the way to Los Angeles. 
and assembly included uh, every major metro area that had African-Americans as part of both. Now let's stop that one, one second for that Latino race soldier that was talking shit earlier that I played the audio that didn't happen to them. Just, just so yeah, if, if, if she happens to be listening, yeah, heifer, it didn't happen to y'all. Not like that. We had specific laws ordained by government to attack foundational black specific sp- racial covenant. They were very specific. So I, I'll, I'll continue great migrations after um, slavery in their cities. In January of 2021, the city of St. Paul apologized for systemic discrimination. Damn an apology, cut the check. Nation perpetuated after slavery through redlining and racial covenants and the destruction of the Rondo neighborhood. Now the city council is considering an ordinance to create a permanent community reparations commission to advise them and the mayor on how to repair the damage. Uh-oh. We have to look at the fact that this is a 500-year-old problem. Mackay was part of an advisory group that met for a year to come up with the ordinance language. First reading of ordinance 22 down. You see how they do foundationals? When it comes to us, it's a bunch of jive ass meetings and studies and all this and all that. Now, when it comes to other folks, they cut the money right away. 52. So they're being forced to Wednesday. with the other people. It outlines the commission will have 11 members appointed by the council serving different term lengths and will, quote, make short, medium and long term policy program and budget recommendations to specifically address the creation and sustainment of generational wealth for the American descendants of chattel slavery. Reparations can look like any number of things. It can be an apology. And a no, it cannot be an apology. <laughs> no, it can be direct payments. Sure. You see how they do? do you, <laughs> see, this, Why not, DP? This is the problem. Hold on, hold on. This is the problem. We're so used to getting symbolic gestures, Cadillacs, collard greens, songs, dances. They're like, hey, you know, just give these niggas an apology. That's all they wanted is an apology. You, do you know, bro? There's some old ass Sambo Cadillac driving ass niggas. That's all they want. That's the reason why we what? have this main problem. That's one of the They'll main reasons. They'll take their $200 a month. He they don't even They'll want that. They'll take their $200 a month. Oh, they don't even That's want like that. That's like DP. That's like a bunch of people. That's like me owing a bunch of people money. And them saying, man, you owe us some money. You owe us some money. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to get a group together. And we're going to talk about, uh, oh, how I'm going to pay y'all back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. And then if he's like, you know what? I didn't even got to pay y'all back. I could just say sorry. She said you know, that, that's, that's what, that's, that's what it is. Oh, so it's, it's me. I'm dictating. I'm the person who owes, but I'm dictating how much I owe. So I owe you $10 million. But well, you know, DP, instead of 10 million, I decided I'm going to give you 200 a month. Fuck 10 million. I'm going to give you $200 a month and I'm going to give you an apology. An apology. I, and yeah. I can, can I take the apology to the bank? Sure. You take it wherever you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it anywhere you want to. Brother. How, how do I know that it's sincere? <laughs> you don't have to know. I just said it. 
That's it. You take it however you want. Once you I've hear? said it, it's been said. It's time to move on now. She said in a pop- you know what I mean? This slavery. Reparations can look like any number of things. It can be an apology, an acknowledgement. It can be direct no. payments. It can be housing assistance. No, we don't want housing assistance. Direct payments See? sounds better. I don't she's want already did, Now, do you understand that? They're already pay- Is this a Minnesota person that's saying this? Yes. See, they're already painting a picture. Like when I told you and your listeners and I gave you that uh, that bombshell about a year and a half ago, there's already reparations in Minnesota. It's called them government checks and all the housing that all these motherfuckers in Minnesota ain't got a fucking thing wrong with them. All getting housing. Holy shit. That, they're going to say, well, that's your reparations right there. If push comes to shove and race shoulders are really pushed against the wall, they're going to throw that out there. Right now, you know, they're trying not to. They're trying to placate foundationals by constantly saying, oh, we're getting committees together and we, you know, we're meeting up and we're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they said that for the last 20 years. Uh, we're going to get a committee together and we're going to look at it. A committee, a committee. How many times, DP, just in the last two years, have you heard the term? When it comes to foundationals, we're getting a committee together. Oh, we've heard that since HR 40. That's why I, that's why I told you. No, no, let, Come me on. Play, let me play you this shit right here. Hold on. Before we go on, I got to play this. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the biggest problems here. Let's see if we get Negro Clyburn up here talking about it. Hold on. Let's see. Hold on. Listen to this. This is a year ago. These Negroes. Every nigga that you hear talking is full of shit. Listen to this shit. Hold on. Free land through white farm Carolina. It is a story of the great migration, the mass migration of 6 million African-Americans out of the rural South. When white farmers traveled to the West in search of land, they were granted 160 acres of free land through the Homestead Act. My family was denied the promise, denied the promise of 40 acres and a mule in the aftermath of the Civil War and the start of of Reconstruction. My story is the story of a great grandfather who who served this country in World War I and a grandfather who served this country in World War II only to be discarded by their government as they suffered through trauma and the wounds of war. When white soldiers came back from fighting abroad, they were given housing preferences and education subsidies. My grandfathers, Ulysses and Clifton Blakeney, were denied those benefits. My story is a story of men and women who fled violence, who were stripped of their rights and protections, who were left out of GI bills and New Deal subsidies. My father, Ezra Jackson, was the baby son of my widow grandmother. Three uncles went to World War II. Now, this this is Sheila Jackson. Now, she's one of these congressional black law make law Negroes. Congressional black um, talkers, completely worthless. Now I'm hearing that she ain't even a real foundational. I heard she's a fake ass foundational. Now she was one of the people that was supposed to have got together with this HR 40. Now, when you go to the congressional black caucus website, I broke this down before they ain't got shit to say about reparations. All they talk about is blaming Trump. Them niggas ain't get, don't shit shit about reparations. Now, let me tell you something. When you go to the Hispanic Congressional caucus, they don't talk about people of color. 
They don't talk about disenfranchise, none of that. They talk about tangibles. When you go to us and you go to our folks, they start talking about people of color, Trump, everybody else, this, that, and the third. I mean, let me go ahead and play it, then we're going to get back to the other audio clip. I can assure you when they came back, they did not have access to the GI Bill. They were redlined. They frankly went home to live with mother. The youngest son was a brilliant cartoonist. Oh, anyway, hold he was on. very body. And we believe of disparity. Now, hold on. Let me find another one. Yeah. What is it? Here's her talking on the reparations bit. This has been going on for over 10 And years. as I close, I need you to take a look at what I offered to put into the record. This was our life, the back of a beaten slave. This was our life into the 20th century, hangings of African-Americans, men and women. This was our life. This was our life. When we were in public display, brutalized, our life was also the Tulsa riots where 300 African-Americans were buried in a unmarked grave. Oh, they owe billions for that. See, but see, here's the thing. When she gets up there and she starts talking, I'm telling you, bro, they put more energy with illegal aliens than, than us. Let's go back to this other clip in St. Paul. So when this commission starts to meet, nothing will be off the table. And council member Jane Prince, who has been leading this effort on the council, wants to see funding from the city and local foundations, businesses and banks. I support the idea of reparations. I think what we need to hear from the African-American community is what they think that should look like. Oh, why, thank you. I can start right now. Anti-black crime bill, cash payments, not none of this housing stuff. You hit it right on the money. They said, all right, vote Democrat. We gonna give you a fried chicken sandwich, <laughs> a haircut at the barbershop, SSI, and we're going to give you a place to stay. Vote, vote, Boom. vote for us. Don't vote Republican. Oh, that's the boogeyman. You see, the Republicans are going to hit you with the Mitch McConnell. The Republicans, this is what they're going to say. You should ask Obama for that. You know, Dr. Umar criticized black folks for years about before Obama was getting out of office. He said, y'all need to check his ass about that shit. And a lot of black folks wouldn't do it because it was a black president. They didn't listen to him. They should have said, hey, look, nigga, before you left office, your second term in office, you gave the natives well over $3 billion cash and, exclu and excluded the Cherokee. Man, there wasn't no study. There wasn't no commission. They just cut the check. They just gave. It was more than that. No, no votes. None. They didn't what even you vote. Mean no vote. They didn't vote, bro. They, natives don't vote like that. Natives don't vote. Asians oh, don't vote. Jews no. don't vote. Trust me, DP. Those, those, those back channel deal. Those are called back channel deal. You know, same thing with with Obama and gays and getting married. That's a back channel deal with gay people. Hey, man, he went to the top gays in America and said, "Hey, man, y'all want to get married? I'm gonna make that happen for y'all, but I need to make sure you get in your community and you make sure they vote for me." All right, yeah, I got you. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Ilhan Omar comes from Somalia. And is the number one person that'll talk to you about gay rights because she knows gays is voting for her, hundred percent. Hmm. 
Now, listen, you know? I found some other stuff too. Now, listen, you may not be able to hear this very well, but this is the actual commission. And notice they did it on the coldest damn day. And he started this off right. He started this off right because people try to muddy the waters. Hold on, let me raise it up a little bit. I can't hear it at all. Okay, yeah, it's, it's really hard to hear. But basically, the brother was, he started off, he said to Friedman, because we're not suing for racism. We're suing for what my great, great, great grandmother, great, my, my, my ancestors did to build this country. That's, that's what the, that's what the reparations is about. Because what, what they've had is, they, what they've had is they've had some Negroes and usually these are plants. You've had some Negroes get up here and start talking about, oh, an apology and oh, we should include the natives and all that. And I want to read something that a native woman said. I want to read something that she said. I had it on my gram. Now, this is a real native, not the $5 Indians, not the Matt Clouds. Now, her name is Kim Tallbear. She said Biden and other clueless white Democrats need to stop bringing native people into reparations conversation. We have treaty and other rights. Reparations is not our avenue. They show their historical and legal ignorance while they try to deflect from black people's demands. Kim right. Tallbear. Now she now now see what they've done is is like kind of the same thing to you said. So they did the the three the three trick Molly deal. They've got five dollar Indians. They done got the Matt Clouds and the you know they they find they'll find a white person, right? He might have one percent native or some bullshit. Basically a real five dollar Indian. He'll go up there because you know what a five dollar Indian is, right? A five dollar no, a five dollar Indian, bro, is back in the day. I'll try to make this quick as possible. Okay. A five dollar Indian is basically when, when the European colonists, they always call them settlers. I call them colonists. When the European colonists showed up, they really didn't know where they were at. Columbus, all of them shit like that. They were looking, they were running around looking to try to get some shit for free. That's the only reason why the Europeans came over to the United States of America. They had no other idea, but to try to get, to try to, you know, submit conquest and try to get some free land and free labor. So they come over here from Portugal, France, all these other places and say, all right, we don't want to do no work. So they come over here, met some natives, contrary to popular belief. You know, if you look at the old cartoons like Peter Pan and Acme Warehouse and Disney and shit, where they talk about the red man and stuff, a lot of that is all bullshit. When them motherfuckers came over here and you could actually look up some old Christopher Columbus journals and all and all kinds of different Spanish historians that came here. When they show up at these lands, they seen some niggas that look like us, bro. There's pictures and all kinds of documentation. When they showed up here, it was some niggas that look like us. So, in other words, Aboriginal, Native, whatever you want to call it. The Mongolian Native, or what they call the Red Man, is what you would see is the ones we've seen niggas walking around, see the Riverside drinking Listerine and shit. 
we kind of mixed together. Black people have been been around the world. We came before Columbus. We had been all around this bitch trading with people and doing everything. So we've we've uh there's even documentation in the uh the mid to late 1800s of black native tribes down in in the most southernest um parts of the of the peninsulas of South America. So like I said, whenever they whenever the Europeans showed up, they seen people to look like us. So when they showed up, they swindled some natives, gave them the Mongo, the, the, the Mongolian natives. They, they basically swindled them saying, Hey, look, I got this Bible and I got this pistol here. Now this book right here says that you is a savage and you need to adopt Christian ways. All right. Now I got this bottle of whiskey and I got these fine clothes and I got these pipes. Let's make a trade. So, you know, natives, good hearted people that said, Oh, okay. You know, let me get a sip of that Hennessy. I like this. Well, you know, you need to get rid of your native tongue. You're a savage. You kill Buffalo. You know, you live off the land. You need to adopt European ways. So sign this treaty right here. We want this land. We want this. We want that. We got all types of muskets and pistols. We got fine clothes. We got a little bit of disease for you here. Sign this, sign this right here. Got their ass drunk, took their shit. A lot of them, what they call the five civilized tribes, Cherokee, Blackfoot, Ojibwe. I think it was, it was five main tribes. What they did was they sided with the Confederate South. So any runaways or black folks, it's like, man, I'm getting off this plantation. I ain't with this shit. What they would do, bro, is they would tell, tell them, Hey, if you catch any black person leaving a plantation, kill them. So eventually when treaties start getting away, the South got their ass kicked and everything. What they did is they just walked a lot of the natives off their reservations and a lot of the black folks down in like Florida and just walked them through what they call the trail of tears. These were black folks, natives, whatever you want to call it. And, and walked them off to Oklahoma into Oklahoma made a treaty and basically said, all right, look on these reservations, you can get some money. You're going to get some land. So white folks got privy to that and they said, wait a minute. I haven't had enough welfare, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm white. I came over here to get all this free land. Remember what the lady said? Oh, they got 160 acres of free land. When they came to this country, man, they didn't really, they, they make it seem like they worked so hard. They really didn't do shit, bro. They came over here and got a bunch of free land. Now they might've did a little work at first, maybe the Irish or some shit like that. But man, once, once they all became white, they, they didn't really do shit. They made everybody else work. So they said, well, Hey, I want in on this scam. So they said, Hey, I'm an Indian because if you're Indian, you're supposed to have sovereign sovereignty and independence and stuff like that. And you're supposed to get some money from the government, whatever. So they say, wait a minute, I'm an Indian. It costed $5 to get on that list. They kicked all out of the black Indians out of the, of the tribes. That's why in 2011, that's why Obama ain't shit back in, back in 2011, they still honored that in Oklahoma. Black folks was like, no nah, shit. Let me, you know, I know I'm supposed to get reparations, but Hey, I'm a Cherokee freedman. I'm supposed to get some of this money and I'm supposed to get some of this land. Cause I am, I'm, I'm a Cherokee. They denied black folks, black Cherokees from getting a piece of the pie. So when I say the word $5 Indian, Elizabeth Warren's a $5 Indian. She, she, you know, they asked her, Hey, black folks need to get reparations. She said the same thing like Bernie, a check for what? 
<laughs> she said a check for what? She used to be a Republican. Remember? So she comes from the Mitch McConnell ways. You ask Mitch McConnell, hey Mitch, you know, you 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 know your your family owned slaves. Y- y- y'all got all types of money, old money in the bank from, from niggas working for free. You need to pay that back. Mitch is like, hey, I ain't own no slaves. Ask Obama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, ask Obama. You oh, had Obama. Man. I I ain't own no slaves. I I hey, you ask him. Don't be asking me none of that shit. I don't own no slaves. Yeah, you said, hey, five. you had a black man in there for eight years. You, you, eight you ain't asked him, but you gonna grill me. Yep. So Hey, so, and guess what? I agree with him. He's telling the truth. So so you know, that's how the, the Republicans are like, well, we ain't got nothing for you, nigga. You know. The Republicans come from the game that and they all work together, but the Republicans come from the game that, well, hey, look, you know, you got to pull up your bootstraps. We might do a little business with y'all niggas, but uh, no, nah, we ain't got nothing for you. If you go over to the Democrats, see, they, they don't change their base. The Republicans are real old school, like old iron cloth. They don't really change their base. So it's hard for them to attract new blood because they're like, hey, look, y'all been with the Democrats for over 150 years and you ain't got nothing. They always promise you something during election time and they never give you nothing. What the Republicans do is they say, look, we could work together, but I'm telling you up front, I ain't got nothing for you right away. They let you know right away. I ain't got nothing for you. So th- that's, that's the history bro, of a $5 Indian, $5 Indian. He'll show up. That's why you see a lot of these casinos or you see a lot of these, you see a lot of these reservations. And when you look at the person, you'd be like, damn, this nigga ain't no native. And they was like, no, I'm, I'm native. There was a bunch of white women that got sued because of that shit not too long ago because they were saying that they were Indian and they were getting millions and millions of dollars with these big government contracts. I'm talking about, I think maybe billions. And oh, they yeah. Just, oh yeah, they just got found out about it. So they say, well, I'm a native. And people was like, no, you ain't no native. You're faking it. It's a $5 Indian. So I knew uh, about a year ago, I bought an engine from this guy that had a uh he had his own damn garage body shop garage attached to his house and he lived in Chocopee on the native reservation i said you sound like a white dude on the native reservation so we went up there and bought it he looked like him and this looked like the white motherfuckers you could uh, but to live on that native reservation they had to have native in them mm. you know but it goes along to what you were saying about reparations you said even if somebody has a quarter black in them there, they get full reparations, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what you said? Yeah. Well, same thing with Nate. What about if you got 10% black in you? 10%. What about if your, your mom is white and your dad is biracial and your dad is, if your mom is white and your dad is a quarter black? Think of that. Your mom is white and your dad is half white, half black, or a quarter black, quarter white, and a quarter something else. So that will make him 12% black. So who, Does he get okay. full reparations? So who, okay, who is his, who, who is his parents? What, what his is his parents, parents? His parents, his mom is white. And his dad is twenty five percent black. Now, who is his dad's? 
Now his okay. Now his dad's parents, who are they? His dad's parents are uh, a black man and a, a white woman and a and a man that's biracial, half black, half white. That's still a foundational, bro. So that's twelve percent foundational. That's still a found, that's still so a he gets full bro. reparations. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would. Bro. So same thing. Same thing with white people. If a white person's got ten. 10% native in him, he gets full reparations, right? That's how they came up. But you have full white dudes that, that had no native on them that were coming in with the fight with the uh with the with, with the hey, all you need is that one percent, DP. He didn't have nothing though, bro. They didn't have nothing. How do you I mean well, it's very hard it to have nothing. I'm saying when it first came out. I'm saying when it first started. Now now they probably they muttered the waters, but I'm saying the five dollar Indian. That's why they call it a five dollar Indian. Is they literally they would just go on the list and just say I'm Indian, I'm white and I'm Indian. Just sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I told you I met a guy in four million dollar house. Yeah, white dude, him and his son. They look as white as is my wall. I'm looking at them motherfuckers are native. They got a native check. I guarantee you. I guarantee you the motherfuckers ain't got one damn drop of native in their blood. They probably figured out a way to muddy the waters. But did you now? Did you hear this right here? Next, we're talking about the Mall of America thing in a minute. Now listen to this. Oh yeah. You see someone running from the cops. It's probably a homeless nigga. I hate them. I oh. want them all to die. Because they are little bitches. They run so fast. They are down and dash. I want a holocaust. But only with niggas. They smell like hell. They all look like shit. George Bush can suck my dick. Why? Now, like I was telling people, remember the. Who was that? That was some, some race soldier. Some race soldier doing trap music. Now, Remember, you remember, remember when the Jamar Clark riot was going, or uh, protest was going on. Remember that over north, on Plymouth, I mm-hmm. think it was. Now, what were those yeah. race soldiers doing? They was posting all kinds of shit on 4chan, all kinds of white supremacist rhetoric, listening to Biggie. What a lot of people don't know, especially up here. Now, this was a northern Minnesota community. They said they're dealing with the aftermath of this video showing a white high school student rapping about wanting a Holocaust for black people, along with derogatory remarks about George Floyd. Georgia Fort posted this. Now, a lot of people, they think, now see, a lot of folks think that places like World Star or a lot of the hip-hop's websites and stuff like that, they think it's just a bunch of niggas watching that. No, it's not. It's a whole bunch of white dudes, a whole bunch of white supremacists. Now, you would think, well, well, hey, they like rap. They can't be racist. Shit. Some of the biggest, listen, some of the biggest fans of rap music, you would be surprised on some of the text. Okay, we could go to both them John's coon-ass family. That that cop that killed both them John, she had a boyfriend that was talking about shooting black lives matter people and all. And, and when they say black lives matter, they don't mean corporate. They just talking about black. Talking about Amber Geiger, Amber Geiger's boyfriend. They, they found forensic and see, that's why she should have got over 20 years because that's a hate crime. 
Because see, the thing is, you associate what? Because her boyfriend said that she was exchanging. That'd have been hard to prove. Oh man, they was exchanging messages. They had the forensics on it. No, it's not hard to prove that the messages were exchanged, but it'd have been hard to link the two. No, it wouldn't. Because if that would have been, well, I think the bigger link, if you would have, should have been that he fucked her at least once and sundered. He fucked her and 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 ghosted her. Didn't call her back or something, and she took that shit fucking personally. If that was you or me, and we would have did that same shit, and we would have been texting back, and you would have you if you would have been if you would have had some if you would okay, let's say Amber, let's say both them John was Britney Spears, and you're Officer Solomon, and you went in her crib, she cut you off, and she's sitting there eating. Aruga Bay ice cream or some shit, and then you go into the into the apartment building, talking about, oh, I went to the wrong one, and you blow you blow her down, and then you're texting Sharmisha, which is your new girlfriend, talking about, man, I sure wish I could smoke on some Proud Boy. I sure wish I could smoke some smoke smoke the ops and proud boys and I wish I could smoke a little Jimmy or a little or a little Sarah. Man, don't you know that you would have had a you would have had a hate crime Rico so fast? You would have had a hate oh, crime yeah. Rico so fast before you could even know it. So but they, she had high price attorneys, you know. Well, okay, you got high price attorneys, but that's the DA's job. See what this is what messed up the case. This is what messed up the case, bro. His coon ass parents, they really didn't want to get her 20 years. And then you heard the hood rat on the jury. I can't give him 20 years because of the family. She was right. The jury wasn't yeah. going to give her 20 years because the family didn't want her to do no time. So the family, well, they seen him hug her and shit. the family wanted to get a bag and then they end up not getting a bag. They went on Dr. Phil. They want a coon. They went on a coon tour. They didn't get paid. Man, they didn't get nothing. They got a scholarship. What you mean? They didn't. The 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 the, uh, the judge. They were supposed to get a settlement. Dallas yeah. Dallas Dallas judge rejected that shit. They were like, oh no, all that cooning for nothing. <laughs> oh man, they didn't get any. They didn't sue nobody. The, they the, sued the, and the couldn't police. Really get isn't she? Wasn't she an active police officer? Man, she quit. I think she quit or got fired. And, and Dallas PD was like, hey, it ain't our problem. They went on a no. They went. To they doctor. had to have got something. Man, let me let me look it up. I don't think they got anything. No, they got something now. If she was an after police officer when she did it. Okay, she so got ten years. Okay, both of John's settlement. Let's see if they got a settlement check. I don't think they got nothing. I hope they didn't get a damn dime. Okay, now now listen to this. Now this was twenty twenty. Dallas Observer, both them John family can move forward with the lawsuit at first. So I don't think they got nothing yet. Because they, if that was they in struck what, 2020? December 18, 2020, which is, damn, a day after my birthday. Both them John family can move forward with lawsuit against Dallas. I see his little coon-ass brother right here. Okay, yes, because look, the family of both them John, the man killed in his own downtown apartment by former Dallas PD Amber Geiger, will file an amended civil rights lawsuit against the city after a federal judge reversed an earlier decision dismissing the city from the case. 
Chief Judge Barbara Lynn of the Northern District of Texas had previously ruled that the lawsuit failed to support its claim that lax training and poor city policy contributed to the death of John, whom Geiger shot after she mistook John's apartment for her own. So they're probably still trying to get that. See, this is what they thought they were going to do. They thought they were going to start cooning, hug, 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 hug the broad, and go back down to the Caribbean and leave foundationals in the dust. It didn't, it didn't go how they wanted it to go. Now, if they would have stayed on cold and not, and, and been not cooning, then this situation where the sister, they got killed playing video games with her uh, nephew, Tatiana Jefferson, rest in peace to that sister. Her father was on TV. He, he passed rest in peace to him, but her father was on TV. Like, I don't want no hug. He was making a reference to the Bolton John family. See that coon shit that they did. They thought they were going to be able to coon and go back to the islands. You putting other foundationals and other non-foundationals in jeopardy down in Dallas. So these race soldiers said, okay, well these niggas will take a hug. And you had a race soldier in Dallas went and, um, killed Tatiana Jefferson. Now he just got 12 years. I think he, Amber Geiger got 10 and that, that cop that killed Tatiana Jefferson, he got 12 years. So, so, you know, he should have got more, but you know, it is what it is. They, they, they should have, he should have got much more, but right now the race soldiers are taking L's. They're actually getting time. You remember years ago, they weren't getting any time for killing a black person, even with the camera. I mean, look at Mike Brown. He ain't getting no time, bro. None. Not one bit. Zimmerman right. didn't get no time. So race soldiers have, have kind of been taking L's back to back. I think there was a case in Philly where a cop just got 20 years. So they're they're sitting, what they're doing with us is they're trying to see if they could get a mush mouth crump or trying to see if niggas is, is okay with just getting a bag and it's not working. They're trying to figure out, hey, you know what? Maybe if we just give them a bag and maybe if they'll just take this little five and ten. And niggas ain't been like, nah, we don't want that five. We, we want that mallet to drop. But um, let me play some more audio. We'll go to the next subject. Now, this, this, this assistant, she be, she be kicking some real game. This is something that a lot of young people really don't think about. Her name is Love Dorsey. She be kicking some real, real solid spit on her channel. I played her maybe about a year and a half or two ago. In their life, as soon as they at that age where they playing with that lotion and messing around with their dick, you need to start having a conversation with them. A lot of y'all, you wasn't taught at a young age that when, when you start having sex with women, to niggas, you could just be going in for the sake of having sex. A lot of dudes, the bitch that they fucking with, they started off, I just wanted some pussy. Like, let's be real. She pretty, her body shape nice, or hell, you could be like the 16-year-old boy that I do the one-on-ones with. He in high school, he like a little female at school, they done fucked around and fucked. Now, y'all know nowadays in the school curriculum and shit like that when these kids young, they teach them about wearing condoms. Oh, you might get an STD and stuff like that. But what's really hurting, you know, our youth, especially our young African-American males, is a lot of y'all young niggas that's in y'all, you know, 25 to 20 category or 27 down to 20. Like, 
It ain't just the not wearing protection and catching STDs. It's the motherfucking hoes coming up with babies that they don't know how to be a mama. You don't know how to be a daddy. She not going to take into account none of your opinions on none of the shit. Everything is about her feelings. And all you was trying to do is get some pussy. Y'all got to start teaching these boys young. Some of y'all men are older and you just realizing with getting some ass comes great responsibility. You going into these situations just wanting to fuck. These women be already at a young age having a pre-existing idea in their mind on what y'all finna do even though you didn't agree to do it. Y'all understand what I'm explaining to y'all? Y'all hear me? Do y'all understand? I need to know that some of y'all understand. I'm talking to the niggas on here. So a lot of you bitches, I could care less what you type on here. I'm not going to say what y'all think I'm going to say. Nah, when I say getting pussy come with responsibility, what I mean by that, it comes with when you getting pussy from one of these females, regardless of what you agreed to be with her, bro, it's going to come with some management and some responsibility towards her emotions or feelings. It's going to come with a sense of jealousy. I don't give a fuck what these bitches tell y'all. From the realest bitch you know, nigga, to you fucking on a female at some point gonna come with some jealousy. I don't give a fuck if she's a 16-year-old, 25-year-old, or a 40-year-old. Bitches get jealous when you fucking on them at some point in the relationship. It may be jealousy of what you got going on. It could be jealousy of another bitch. It could be jealousy of your relationship with the other females in your family. Like how close you is with your sister. How close you and your mama is. When you getting pussy, my nigga, there is a certain level of responsibility when it comes to the emotions of the female that you fucking on. Some of y'all grown women, you're 35, 40, you're 27, 28. Bro, you got to understand, I don't give a fuck what you want from the female. There will come a time where you have to accept some sort of responsibility as to how this female feeling about you because you're running up in her, my nigga. Do you hear me? And I'm sorry your grandma didn't teach you that because she didn't know. Your daddy maybe didn't stick around or maybe he was around and a bitch just didn't teach him. I'm going to teach you on this live today. There comes responsibility with getting this pussy out here today. This shit will ruin your motherfucking life. You just trying to get a nut and a hoe trying to get a claim to fame. A bitch trying to get a come up. A hoe want to feel relevant. A bitch want to feel like they have a place to call a home in a nigga heart who ain't trying to give out no space in his heart for a bitch to have. Do y'all hear what I'm telling y'all? Like I'm telling y'all some real, you better teach your sons this shit. Matter of fact, if they got a Facebook or Instagram, you might want to tag them. Because, ho, you know you ain't been teaching the son this. You done ran the daddy off because you done went through this same shit. The little nigga daddy didn't have, didn't know that which getting your pussy came responsibility. So we know he don't know nothing about it. You don't either tag him on this live and I'll help him get his mind right. Y'all hear me? Nah, next thing we're getting pussy. Kids, obviously we know you fuck, you fuck wrong. Somebody gonna end up pregnant. Nowadays, you ain't even got to fuck wrong for kids to come in the picture. Females is scarred to the point where bitches is ghetto to the point where hoes is lost to the point where you can hit them with a condom. They'll say the condom broken that they pregnant. A bitch will fuck you with a condom on fuck another nigga wrong and still say it's your baby. The fact that you was fucking them, there is responsibility with your name being tied up around that pussy, sir. Do you hear me, sir? Are you guys listening, sir? Are all the sirs on here? Panker, this is real shit. Like, I know in the little... Oh, the hood rats hate her. Oh, they hate her. They hate her with a bloody passion. Well, they can't know, stand. I mean... They can't she's stand. She's dropping knowledge. She, she, she's dropping it. And, you know, like, when I, when I was listening to that live, I thought it was important to play it. It's uh, Love Dorsey. Y'all go follow her. Um... Coming from that perspective, you, you didn't really hear that when we was coming up. 
you know, you had a lot of guys and, you know, girls that got lost in the sauce, man. Um, and, you know, they, they, you know, psychologically, when a lot of people, when they get caught up and they start dealing with somebody, um, they, they don't, they don't look at it that way. They, they, they don't think from that perspective that, well, yeah, they, they could get jealous. That, that happens a lot, you know, um, if, and every man, every man that's, that's about something knows that they've experienced that where you on the top of your game, you're getting your things together. And if you're dealing with a woman and she wants to start making more demands of your time and you're like, well, Hey, I have an agenda. I have to keep this. See, see, when you met me, this train was rolling and I have to keep this train rolling. That requires me to get out here and keep my agenda going. I can't stop the train because you want the train to stop. Can't sit here and lay around with you all day. I got to get things going. You see, and here's the other, some other videos I want to play. Remember we were talking about earlier before they was, uh, I'm not going to state a lot of my opinion on it, but remember I told you before on my channel, there was things that I was talking about the jab and the, you know, the, the, the money bag machine, I'll call it. Um, they struck my page down at a point now where they can't really do it unless they just want to. I mean, it's too many whistleblowers coming out. So there's a lawyer coming out and I think I, and I sent you a lot of screenshots. Uh, big pharma is, 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 um, they're taking some major whistleblower L's right now. Now this is this guy I found online. Three of the have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. We saw, this one's amazing, neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. It's 10 times rate and obviously that res- 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this, and Senator, when these doctors are attacked, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. 9-28-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contra- uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these on that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying it's a crisis of the un- It's 99% in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated.
I got more. Oh, it's not. It's, I'm telling you, it, it, it's not working well. Far, big Pharma, Big Pharma's getting whistleblowed on her. This is that sister I told you about. She goes real hard. Well, they have shown that basically it there's no difference. There's no statistical difference if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, whether you get the flu or not. But it's even worse because although that first year it is somewhat effective, it's about 65% effective at preventing um, symptoms in you, after that, it actually has negative efficacy. And I want to address this because it's very important. Vaccines are made to a specific variant, and when that variant mutates, the vaccine no longer recognizes it. And so it's like you're seeing a completely new virus, and because that's so, you actually get more severe symptoms when you're vaccinated against one variant, and then it mutates, and then your body sees the other variant. So there's a potential, and the science shows that, in fact, with the flu, if you get uh, vaccinated in multiple years, you are more likely to get severe disease, you are more likely to have more viral replication and you are more likely to be hospitalized both in adults and in children we are seeing the same thing in covid with the delta variant and so we are mandating that people get a vaccine that could actually make them more sick when they're um, exposed to the virus in fact this week a paper came out and what it showed is that with this delta variant when you're vaccinated your body makes antibodies that are supposed to neutralize the virus but they were supposed to neutralize the old variant when they see this new variant, what they're doing is they're actually, the antibodies are taking the virus and helping it infect the cells. All right, that science was just published this week. Now, shout out to Falsy for not knowing shit. This is Dr. Christina Park. She's a cellular and molecular biologist. Falsy ain't got shit on her. These people that I'm playing you right now, Falsy and all the all these, these bullshit ass CDC doctors, they ain't got shit. On on the people that that I'm these these are the real deal. They ain't no they're not doctors. These people are, are virologists. They're above doctors. Now, here's something else. Here's another guy. Let's see if I could. Okay, here we go. This is Doctor Peter Hotez challenge of coronavirus vaccines and I say a scientific challenge because one of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines uh, this was uh, first found in the early 1960s with respiratory syncytial virus uh, vaccines at children and it was done here in Washington with the NIH and Children's National Medical Center that some of those kids who got the vaccine actually did worse and I believe there were two deaths as in, in the consequence of that study. Because what happens with certain types of respiratory virus vaccines, you get immunized, and then when you get actually exposed to the virus, you get this kind of paradoxical immune enhancement phenomenon. And what how and and we, we don't entirely understand the basis of it, but we recognize that it's a real problem for certain respiratory virus vaccines. That killed the RSV program. For decades now the gates foundation is taking it up again but when we started developing uh coronavirus vaccines you hear you hear who he just said the gates foundation now what would a billion dollar software developer have to do with big pharma why the hell was he even involved that's a great question and our colleagues 
we noticed in laboratory animals that they started to show some of the same immune pathology that resembled what had happened 50 years earlier. So, so we said, oh my God, this is gonna be problematic. I wanna make sure the American public understand it's not only safety when you inject somebody and they get maybe an idiosyncratic reaction, they get a little allergic reaction, they get pain. There's safety associated. Does the vaccine make you worse? And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone, they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with, and you actually enhance the infection. You can get a good feel for that in animal models. So that's gonna be interspersed at the same time that we're testing. We're gonna try and make sure we don't have enhancement. It's the word. Now, 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 now remember, remember I was saying this same shit two years ago and they banned me. Now yeah. Fossey is up here talking about, well, now he's, you see what I'm saying? The same stuff that they was taking people off the internet, they getting whistleblowed. You know what? A lot of those folks is going into hiding. You know why? People's kids is coming up dead. And a, yeah. lot, of these, a lot of these folks is going into hiding because you know what's probably going to start happening in a minute? If something starts happening to people's kids because of these jabs and stuff, let me tell you something. You think it's going to be some violence now. Wait till you wait till that happens. Wait till, wait till so people's kids start coming up with problems. Wait till these people's oh, kids yeah, start that's coming gonna up. Bring, that's a whole oh, other element. Oh, it's, oh, it, it's really it's already go happened. It's already happened. It's going to go down. You're going to start seeing stuff like you're going to see you going. I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing all kinds of weird invasions and all kinds of shit. People think that January 6th is one thing, man. You're going to see all kinds of people run. These, these, these folks that, 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 that done lied to the people and, um, force people to take this stuff. They probably ain't going to be nowhere safe, bro. They're going to have to go into hiding. If when it comes to their kids, yeah. shit, yeah, they're going to have to go into hiding. Not only that, Financially, they're gonna have to go into hiding. Now, listen, the motherfucker like Fauci, if you ask me, he's liable, he criminally liable. liable. That's why he quit. He's criminally liable. That's why he resigned. He 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 did one of the old race soldier moves. He said, "Hey, I'm not on. I'm not working there anymore." See, he people got on the strength of what he's talking about. People out here taking these shots and shit. You know that ain't cool, man. Now, before we go on to the next subject. Remember, we talked about this before. And you called it early. Look. Tells the gang and vehicles, him and another person, and he tell them that the shit is not his. So now this is Milk 74. This is this white guy from uh from 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 LA Hoover's. And he's now remember we were talking about the crime stuff. A white right? guy from LA Hoover's? Yeah, he's he's actually from Hoover's. Surprisingly, you know, it might be a couple of them, but he's 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 from there. Um, but he was giving his take on the gunner situation. Crime Stoppers. You can't be on Crime Stoppers to say you're from the streets. That you know you well, know did we talk about that? We talked about it a little bit. Members that then committed crimes and furtherance of the gang. That's one. Then he got pulled over. It's only two people in the vehicle, him and another person. And he tell him that the shit is not his. So who else is it? I mean, like, then you admitting that YSL is a gang and that man in there fighting for his life, saying that that shit is not a gang. So that's wild, bro. Like you cannot, when you go to jail with crimeys or co-defendants, bro, all y'all gotta be on that same type of time with them deals, bro. 
you just can't take a deal because when you plead and admit to guilt, that's like admitting my guilt. Remember yeah. when you mentioned that? Not only that, yeah, not only that, you can you can do what the new like I, we were talking the last time I was on the air with you guys. Police are smart enough how to realize motherfuckers ain't snitching for multiple reasons. Gonna sit in there for damn near a year. So what it is is now you can dry snitch. Well, you know what? Yeah, DP he did shoot that motherfucker and uh, little Pookie and little Burn Burn were there too. So I'll tell you that little info and then you go run with that. You know. But to go back to the Crime Stoppers thing, how many people, DP, in your opinion, are involved with gang activity? And how many percentage of people are asked by a judge, are you a gang member? How many of them are going to say, yeah, none of them, maybe one or two, right, out of 100? Right. Majority of them are going to lie and say, no, I'm not a gang member, right? Right. Are you correct? Am I correct in that? Oh, yeah, you're correct. So what's the next step? All right, then go on Crime Stoppers. You're not a gang member. You just told me I'm the judge, right? You just told me you're not a gang member. So go on Crime Stoppers, and then I'll give you, you can do two years in jail or six months probation in Crime Stoppers. What are you going to do? (laughs) You just told me you're not a gang member. So you can't tell me that I'm compromising anything in your life, right? Right. Right. Boom. So if T.I. is telling the judge, or Gunner's telling the judge, well, I'm not a gang member. I'm not involved with gangs. Okay. Then go on Crime Stoppers and prove to us you're not. Because all your street credibility, the judge knows that. Oh, if yeah. you're a gang member and you're lying to me, your credibility is done. By going on this Crime Stoppers. So that's how they get you. T.I. went, he didn't go on there because if he went on there because he wanted to, guess what? He'd have been on there. The judge wouldn't have had to force him. You feel what I'm saying? Any any celebrity that calls Crime Stoppers and says, I want to come on there, they're going to have you on. You know what I'm talking about? You could be a B-level uh, Bokeem Woodbine kind of actor. But guess what? If you say, hey, Crime Stoppers, I want to come on there and you know talk about crime, they're going to have you on. So that 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 was a uh, that was the so if if Ti wanted to just wake up all of a sudden and wanted to fight crime, he didn't need the judge to force him. He could have did it himself. Gunner scene is close to the holidays. He probably got a bitch. He probably got a kid. What the fuck? I'm sitting up in here for. We got to make a deal. I, I don't care. And for him to say that, like we just talked about, the police and everything that they know that now. People are going to check his paperwork, and that's why these guys ain't talking. So we got to kind of clean up our shit. Dry snitch for us. Just lead us. Give us some information that will lead us over there, and then we'll do the rest. And that's another thing that a lot of niggas don't understand. They be like, man, he ain't on no paperwork. I don't see no paperwork. Now he said that. What was that that you read when he was released? When he first got released, you read a statement from Gunner that said, I didn't snitch. Da, da, da. That was, remember that? You read that. Yeah, and his lawyer said he didn't snitch, and then he said, "Well, yeah. I admit." Oh. He said, "I admit to the to the game." He said, "I admit to being a part of YSL." So once you so admit, you admit that that's a game, so yeah. you can fuck young thug whole shit up. Oh yeah, wait wait till you hear this. Look, and who's the leader? Who is the leader of YSL? Oh, it's Thug and Gunner now because they're the most influential. No, I mean, y'all. but in the police, well, Gunner's gone. He's out of it, bro. Gunner's finished. So yeah, yeah basically. 
I he admitted to being in this gang, so which means you had to have told him some gang at. Trust me, unless unless Young Thug is dumb, dumber than we think, he knows this motherfucker just told on me. He's got and, and he's smart enough to know when somebody presses him for some paperwork. See, I didn't tell. Now give us the whole transcript. You gave him some odd, some shit that's off the record. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He shot him, and yeah, Pookie was over there. So if you go press Pookie. You'll get it. Yeah, and okay, it doesn't then. even all have right. to be a necessary murder. It could just all look the Rico Suave, the Rico, all it has to prove is conspiracy. That's it. All That's Gunna, it. all Gunner yeah. has to say is, yeah, man, I paid for them pipes. That's it. Nothing else. Uh-huh. And it. then Gunner, where Gunner where Gunner deserves credit is this. Gunner hold held on from the moment he got locked up. To right now, till when he got released, he didn't say nothing. He refused to talk. So what happened was, he got a deal out of them. Well, look, we know we got to have something, and this motherfucker, we you know we we got to have something. And Thug is really the one we want. They just got Gunner because they thought he would squeal right away. By him holding firm like that, he got that deal. Well, just since you don't want to snitch, because Gunner knew, okay, if I snitch. I'm done. My career's over. Probably some issues with my family. So I got to ride this out. So his gunner was the idea that I'm going to ride it out and go to trial. Police started panicking because gunner, you were just a little guinea pig. You were a 6'9 type. We thought you were going to get scared, lock you up for a little bit, then you'll tell us everything we need to know. He held firm, didn't say anything. So then they came to him with a deal. Since you don't want nothing on paperwork, okay dry snitch for us. Admit that YSL is a gang because then that'll help us with Thug and then dry snitch on some couple killings we want to know about. How many more How many more guys before I play the rest of this audio, how, how many more guys do you think that have already agreed to cooperate in that YSL? Every single one. All of them. What did, what did Lil Boosie say? The, the Lil Boosie? He said, uh, when you drop a, a dozen eggs, how many of them crack? Yeah, all of them. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it only takes one, brother. They put it to you like this. Thug got too much money. Unless he's funded all 22 people as attorneys, you know, I don't know, maybe. But that's the only thing I could think of. And then out of 22 people... There's going to be one that's the shooter that he sent to shoot somebody. And they're going to tell that shooter, some little nigga that probably ain't got shit, you're about to do 60 fucking years in prison, motherfucker. Or you could tell us that Thug sent you to do it, and guess what? We'll give you 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll take that. He'll take 60 to 15. Of course he's going to take that. Yeah. Of course. And, and, and that lady... That little high yellow lady, she's hell bitch. She's seen that Kamala hair spot is up for grabs. Oh, yeah. Because when Joe Biden runs again, he's not picking Kamala, but he wants somebody black. He's going to pick her. And she's a foundational. So she's probably figured, well, okay, she's I a might foundational, get foundational vote. And she fights crime. Yep. You know, and guess what? There ain't nobody feeling sorry for Thug. You might have a couple people in the rap game that might have been friends with him and certain fans Man, or something. They moved on. They that he, nigga off. Yeah, no, they know he's dumb. Nobody has sympathy for dumb shit. Was he, was he a gangbanger before he got into music? No. 
So what he did is he did the whole double-breasted mentality. He got money and then wanted to be something illegal. Like R. Kelly, the rest of these motherfuckers. Anyone who's double-breasted pays for it in the end. If R, if, if Young Thug was a gangbanger before he got into music, okay, that's a different story. He wanted to get, he got money, and guess what? Now I'm going to be a king. I'm going to start a gang, and then I'm going to order killings. You have sympathy for that. And guess who he was killing? Other foundational. Yeah. It's Your listeners, your son came, went to the mall and got shot by one of Young Thug's associates and affiliates. And you talking about free thug. He ain't shoot little Jimmy. He ain't tell them little gangbangers, go over there to the Capitol and go fuck everybody up, these white motherfuckers. He ain't said no shit like that. Go fuck up another black kid. So now let's transition to this mall of America. Did you hear they got five people they arrested? Really? Okay, let's look. Let's hold on. Let's, let's yeah. see if we can find some. Five people have been arrested tonight. Oh, they're going oh, From this morning. Too. Five oh, people in the. Uh, hold on, here we go. And I got a, and I got a crazy story about that. That uh, is that that black guy. Is he the sergeant up there? Yeah, this nigga. You, looks you know, like you know his dad. That guy is a killer. His name is Jonathan Jadayan. Uh, J- I don't want Boyd or Hoyd, something like that. He he was shot during the altercation. His sister said he did have some beef with some people. She didn't say if it was them or not. You know what I mean? But do you see that 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 black guy that uh, talking about you gonna be wearing an orange suit? And he brought the orange suit out. No, 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 no. I'm I'm looking at the right now. I'm seeing, like you said, that five people arrested. Bloomington yeah. police is the chief talking right now. Booker. Yeah, that Rogers. chief is, is he a black guy? Yep. Okay. Do you know who his dad is? You know who his dad is. You just might. You're not thinking of it right now. Who is his dad? Shit. The his dad, dad. Do you remember when we were growing up? There was this guy. When you were cutting, if we were cutting up on the school bus, there was this guy named Steve. Real big, uh, high yellow looking guy. Yeah, he had kind of hair like mine, but he was, he was, he was huge. And he would, if you got in trouble on the school bus, you had to deal with Steve. Steve, let me think. And he'd come on the bus. Ask your brother, you remember him. Like when we were on the bus with Clarissa and her brother, Colin. Was he a dark This is before brother? high school. No, he was light skinned. He almost looked like like the rocks kind of skin complexion. Steve. His name was Steve. You you'd have to just continue to think about it. You'll remember this is in the Ann Sullivan. Ask Colin if you run into him. Brand will remember him. He was a big kind of Hawaiian-looking dude. And that guy, is his, that's his dad. His son is a police chief, Booker. Hmm. Yeah, Booker's looking for a deal or something. Earlier yesterday, he was like, yeah, you going, whoever shot him, you get in the jumpsuit. And anybody, you even buy him a Happy Meal, and you get in the jumpsuit, too. Oh, they going down. The Mall of America? And then, oh, yeah, that's, that's smoke. That's, they losing money with that shit. Because no matter what, even even if they catch these motherfuckers and book them tomorrow morning, they're losing bread with that. Now motherfuckers are going to be traveling. Let's go to the mall. Oh, no, they're shooting up there. We ain't going there. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you get something like the Marvel Mary, like I was telling you, I said, I want, might want to bring my son there one day. I said, that's some bullshit. And you were like, nah, you don't want to bring him over there. See, no, I'm not going there. For what? I, what do I need? I remember you were the first person who said something to me a long time ago and it stuck my head. You said, I go to the mall with exactly what I want to buy something. This is back when you could uh, reserve the video games before they would come out and then they'd come out that day. I forgot the game it was that you reserved. I, I want to say it was Mortal Kombat. Was that the one, DP? If, if it was my... a game that... That there was there was a, a very highly anticipated, and you had got pre-ordered it from a store at the mall. If that was, I wanted it could have been Funko Land, but that that had to have been back in the nineties, the late. Yeah, 90s but even back then, you were like, I go to the mall with exactly what I need to buy that, and I walk right the fuck out. Yeah, I go and get a Philly that cheese mentality. Steak, a Philly cheese yeah, steak, you and got, I buy. I go to my specific stores, and I, I'm out. And then I'm walking out. Yeah, I took that mentality from you a long time ago. Now, if I ever go to the mall, which is very rare, if I ever go to the mall, it's for one specific reason. But I'm thinking, like, I could just order if it's shoes or something. I can just order this shit online, man. I'm cool off. I'm honestly cool off any public places. Do you know the mall don't even have no gun detectors? That's crazy. They don't? Man, they're cheap. Every entrance in that mall needs to have somebody with a gun detector. They should have. And you can't get in here with a gun. They don't want to pay. It's cheap. You'd have to have somebody buy all the elevators. Hey, man, if not, you're going to lose a lot of money. Because, like, my uh, aunt and uncles was all out here from Europe and uh, in the East Coast saying goodbye to my grandma a couple weeks ago. And they all went to the mall and spent big money. Now, if that would have happened now and they would have come out here, I'd say, hey, man, we ain't going to the mall. We're going somewhere else. These motherfuckers showing out. This kid had an argument with somebody in the Nordstrom's and they shot him. They got in the tussle and they shot him. Goes back to revert back to a week ago when I told you about the kid that I was working with and he was going to fight. He was going to shoot somebody for getting in an argument with his girl. And I told him, why don't you put the gun down and just fight him? He said, I don't fight, I kill. It's totally lame. Totally. That, 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 and with that mentality you just seen at Nordstrom yesterday at the mall. They were getting in a fight. Whoever got buddied up in the fight got to shooting. So you almost know now, if you in prison now, all you brothers that's on your way to prison, you know now if you in prison and the motherfucker says I shot somebody, you also know he probably got his ass whooped before that. Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. Yeah, that that goes hand in hand now. When you shot somebody, that's probably the guy that buddied you. Or a motherfucker got a bone to pick with somebody and he's too scared to fight him because he might beat him up. Like the dude, you know, the, the guy that I was talking about, that the dude had it out with his girl, so he's probably thinking, I can't fight him because if he whoops my ass, now he checked me in front of, now he checked my girl and he whooped my ass. So I have to make sure I win. So I'll pull the gun out. Yeah, that's what I'll do. These motherfuckers ain't got no brain. They're going to prison. You shot somebody at the Mall of America, you're through. Oh, you're through. And, and you know what? And the kid came from a decent family, too. One like his, 
I don't know who they are, but it looked like they had some sense to them from what I've seen on the YouTube clip. And and that's even worse. So so Yeah, so, that's worse. Let me see okay, let's see if we could pull this up. Now this is the chief talking. Today I just want to correct Booker. uh two things that I said yesterday. Uh the first one was yesterday I'd said that one of our officers had originally heard shots and they had went into Nordstrom's. What happened? Uh the correction here is our officer was working at the watches of Switzerland. And they saw people come out of Nordstrom's, and they ran into. Nordstrom's All right, let me get to the chase and see where you can find out what they what, what who are eighteen years old. Uh, there was also some evidence that was uh, recovered um, at this during the search warrant. This is an active investigation, so I can't get into all of that. But what I can say is, uh, we are fairly confident that we do have the person uh, who was responsible for uh, murdering the victim in custody. Uh, we're also still trying to determine if there was another shooter um, involved in this, and we're still trying to continue working through that. But one of the shooters uh, we do have in custody. Uh, I am not able to give out, obviously, the names of the juveniles, but the adults who are arrested are in the booking process. And once they complete the booking process, we will send out uh, the booking photos for those uh, who were. Oh, they're going to charge them juveniles as adults. Oh, yeah. They're they going to charge well, them juveniles as adults. But here's the thing you can't charge five people with murder. Uh, accessory. Not, you know, who, five people didn't pull the trigger. Well, are these black So the folks? other four, the other four. Whichever of those other four is 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 the is the first to talk is a rat race. The first to talk is gonna get the, the the aiding and abating nine years. They might get more. Who's gonna be the first to talk? What's the sentencing guideline? Do they have pistol charges before? See, that's the thing. This is this is the Mall of America. <clears throat> this ain't Lake Street. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but they have to. They know it's important. That they identify a killer very quickly, like it was this motherfucker, and we're about to charge his ass. They have to identify that quickly because they're already seeing the lost revenue. And it's like, oh yeah, they're shooting at the mall, and they ain't catch up with the motherfucker. No, they, they don't. They they have to make an example out of this rascal. So they these other four, they're get, one of them is going to get a deal. So if he gets to talking first, they they don't want to see if he'll just snitch off a GP. Which people do too, just off of fear. Oh, Everybody you know DP ain't got. If you ain't got twenty five to thirty thousand dollars put up for a real attorney, ain't a whole lot you really talking about. Once they put them lights on you, man, and they get you in there and they get the line to you, talking about you're gonna do this and that, you're gonna talk. You're gonna tell them what they need to. Oh, yeah, they're talking immediately. This ain't even going to be. And some of them guys that was probably hanging with them, they could talk all that sliding on the ops and switches and this, that, and the third. But when they get, when that homicide detectives walks them in. Yeah, they're going to talk. They're, they're going to talk. They're talking that's, that's right now. That's a whole now. other thing. You ain't on social media. Your whole life is going to change. You know what I mean? There's only one one rich motherfucker out of all these rappers and all these, I seen go to prison and he didn't seem to mind. That's that Pooh, what's his name? Pooh Shiesty, yeah. something like that. <laughs> he didn't seem to really, it didn't seem to mind. He didn't seem to mind as much as most. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, yeah. He took it on the chin. He you took know? it on the chin. And you know what? And guess what? 
they cut a deal too. And he didn't talk, but what he did is he said, look, because there was one altercation. The first one, he robbed a nigga for a pair of shoes or some shit. And then the other altercation was he shot some security guard. So you know what they did, right? They just called the nigga up and say, hey, bro, my bad. Go ahead and go ahead, man, and write it. Because, you know, if you shoot a nigga, man, and they charge you, a nigga could actually out, you know, if you if a lawyer contacts him and say, hey, listen, man, he made a mistake. Just go ahead and sign his affidavit that, you know, uh, it wasn't meant for you. It was an accident. This, that, and the third. We're going to give you $100,000. Now, you yeah, was a broke-ass nigga. Grand. You won't take that hundred grand. You was a, you was, you was a nigga working security on the front door of a ghetto-ass club. You're going to take that $100,000. Yeah, he's taking that hundred grand. I wish I'd take yeah, he's taking that hundred grand. That ain't even a problem. Look at what happened with Tory Lane. Just the other day. Everybody that what that Megan the Stallion had on uh had as a witness, they all had amnesia all of a sudden. Wow. The bodyguard, her own bodyguard, he didn't he failed to appear to testify. The girl that was in the car she said she didn't remember anything. Luckily, what fucked Tory Lanez up, though, is that bitch had made a police statement the night of the killing, and she said, yeah, I seen Tory do it. So, uh, okay, so they didn't have no DNA evidence, no physical evidence. They just had that one person? They had her. They had Megan. And they had the fact that there's only three of them in the car. Somebody shot her in the foot. And now you got to also take into account that this is these are jurors, so they might not. If I'm on the jury right now, I'm gonna tell you if a motherfucker's innocent or guilty. I don't even really got to get too much into the evidence. That's if I'm on the fence. If I'm on that jury, all right, Tory shot her in the foot. I know that. Okay, so okay, well, okay, this happened. That happened. No, Tory shot her in the foot. That's just that's the bottom line. He got drunk. Got hard, thought he was, you know, and Tory was one of the motherfuckers who thought he was hard as fuck for some reason. Five foot two, 110 pounds. From Canada. From Canada. And what did DMX say? There's no hood niggas from Canada. There ain't no gangster niggas from Canada. Ain't no gangster. There's another Canada. guy I want you to look up that plays from Canada that thinks he's real hard. He plays in the NBA. His name is Dylan Brooks for the Memphis Grizzlies. This motherfucker, I'm just like, but prior to Drake, Coming out, I didn't even know Canada had no foundational or black presence at all. Yeah, they do. All of a sudden, this I'm saying prior to Drake, oh, I never knew of, of black people that was Canadian. All right. of a sudden, here comes Drake. Now, here come uh, Drake ushered in a whole era of light skinned uh, Canadians. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I didn't. The only black motherfucker I knew that was Canadian was a uh, Olympic runner named Ben Johnson. Yeah, they ain't got nothing. Prior to the, to the Drake wave. Yeah, now you got, man, you got a whole lot of, like, Drake ushered in the era, he, uh, I yellow uh, niggas. But, to get back to that topic there, so, you know, that there was another shooting at the mall about, what, six months ago? About a year ago. And then two years ago. Yeah, a year ago, and then about, Two or three years ago, the other motherfucker threw the child off the balcony. Sorry, piece of shit. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Garbage ass motherfucker. He should have shot his I wish ass. He, 
They should have shot it. That's who they should be trying to kill. <laughs> Motherfuckers like that. No, nah, they you don't do have no sympathy either. They don't do nothing. To, they don't do nothing to niggas like that. They they let them. Well, go. not hey, he he threw a white kid off the balcony. He's not going to have a good time in prison. Oh no, not at all. Unless he unless his family got money. If they his ain't family got ain't got no money, then guess what? They're going to put him right in there with some Aryan nations. Fuck dude up, you know? Because one thing, out in the public, in the world we live in, for the most part, white people ain't scared, are scared of black people. Not in prison. You know what know, I mean? I like I was much, saying, if I, I ever started a football team, I want them white boys that ain't scared of black people. You know, like the ones you see in prison? I'm not sure. Like you've seen them in your lifestyle. Some white boys that ain't scared of nobody. I'll, I'm not saying they'll win, but they'll fight any motherfucker. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Them the, kind they, of, them the kind of white boys you need on a football team. I don't know how the Aryans is in, in Minnesota prisons or whatever, but shit. You got to think. They're thick. There's, there's a lot of people, man. The woods. The, 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 there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that have children. You got to think if you an inmate. It's going to be inmates. It may be an inmate that ain't white. That may be like, hey, man, I got kids, nigga. I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, so, so, I guess there's yeah, no sympathy for if man, you do you something with kids, you you're be, right. You yeah. can't be a woman beater. You can't be a child predator. You can't be none of that shit in prison, bro. That you, you but Area Nation might. They might cuff them. It's still, you know, they he, 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 they he, might they might show him like motherfucker that was a white kid you did that too, so it could be a little worse for him. Yeah, but he, I'm talking about that cop and the one that shot the girl that was in the uh, that was playing the video games. They ain't already cut his deal. Oh man, you know, he, like he, 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 the two guys right. in Atlanta, the three guys in Atlanta with uh, Aubrey and Aubrey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but the third one, they got the third one. The reason the third one got uh not the two sons the dad son, but the, the other guy that recorded it. the reason they got him was because you punk motherfucker, you released the footage. Yeah. Had you not released the footage, this wouldn't happen. They got him for aiding and abating for recording it. And he's doing it. So by that, by the, guess what then? By that mentality then the girl that recorded George Floyd, she should have got locked up. But you know what? They you know were what mad else? with that white boy. You know they what were else? mad with that white boy because he released the footage. You know and what then else? they told him, you know what else? don't give it to TMZ. Here's the problem. Be, he was associated with them beyond that. You didn't see the forensic test, text. That what messed them up, and this is what messed them This is another reason why they got shot, not just with the state, but with the feds. What messed them up is they was trading texts back and forth. They were known race soldiers in the community. They had a lot of people that knew that they were white supremacists. You see what I'm saying? So if if it would have been something different, um, then there was a there was a whole bunch of other crooked shit involving the DA and uh that whole police force down there. I mean, they were all connected to the police force down there too. So because of so uh, of of so much corruption, the judge wasn't going to let that go. He said, "I'm going to give you the twenty piece." Now, see what Biden's DOJ did, and you know, um, Amart Aubrey's mother had to fight for this. They were trying to let federal the federal case take precedence, 
and Biden's DOJ was basically trying to cut them some slack. And she had to go back out to the public like, no, nah, motherfucker, I want them to do hard time. Not, not Fed time to take precedence, state time. Georgia right, prisons, time. man, them Georgia prisons, I'm telling you, it's a wrap for them. They, they get the, yeah. See, down there in Georgia, Texas, that's hard time. That's some of that yeah. um, chain, chain game. game kind of time. So you got to mm-hmm. think. Labor. Labor. Be out there in the sun. So they out there working like like field hands. And guess what? When they go back and lock up, you got these big uh, 350, 400 pounds, six foot five niggas that known that you didn't kill the black man that's doing life. Oh, yeah. So now. They yeah, have fun with you. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. It's, it's over with. It, 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 it's a wrap. Very See, much over. There, you know, any any white man, any white man. And they got the Aryan Nation down there, but they don't run shit down in them Georgia prisons. California, I mean California, they might a little bit, but then California, Texas, New York, Illinois, Louisiana, and you white. Oh man, listen. Well, it's got to be time for Kim to be getting out, isn't it? Oh yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, she's she's gonna be out. She's gonna be out soon, and yeah, man, they ain't gonna get no money off of that case. Well, the problem was is they owe. You're talking about the Wright family. The thing is, is as soon as the Wright family, the Wright family gets any kind of settlement, that shit going to be gone. So what they did is they love, they're living off the GoFundMe money, the paid personal appearances from working with uh, Benjamin Crump. Because as soon as they sue, they're going to get sued. Because there's a kid that's paralyzed. Didn't he just die? Didn't something like that just... Didn't, I think, I wasn't think there an article so. like I, that? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think there was an article that just came out. And then there's another girl that did an interview with Fox News. And she said he robbed... She was selling weed. And uh, she was a girl selling weed. And he robbed her at a party. I I have a witness... I can bring on your show next week. I'll save them for my first show. I can bring them on your show next week that used to work at that gas station. And he knows of Dante Wright to that guy that he paralyzed. That guy used to sell Jordans out of his trunk. Dante Wright robbed him of his collection of Jordans. That's what he was robbing him for. The guy was a type to, you know, wholesale, wholesale Jordans out of the, out of his trunk. So that's what that's about. You know what I mean? So as soon as they get their little 15, 20 million, they're going to get sued for that 15 or 20 million. They already know that. Oh, it ain't going to be that much. much. Look at this. No, they probably wouldn't even get that. Look, look, they they reached a $3 million settlement with Brooklyn Center. This was an article from CNN, June 22nd. That's what the Wright family got, 3 million? Man, 3 million. Think about that. 27 million to 3 million. I didn't even think. I thought it'd be a lot more than that. Oh, but. I knew it wasn't going to be no more than three. Be, See, I knew that's, it was that's be no a standard bag. Standard bags are in the two to three million range for a high-profile killing by the police officer. That twenty-seven million, it was rioting involved in that. You know, there was. You know, there's a lot. You know what I'm talking about? There was a lot involved in that. Now, with, look, with, there was with with Dante, there was a little rioting, so a little bad. Now, now look at this here. Now, now this one. Let me see if we can find some more on. What but the saying. precedent, not to cut oh, you off, but the precedent has been set. 
And that's why you're seeing police being convicted now. That element of rioting, they know now, race soldiers know that that element is there. We could get, we could make the wrong decision and our whole city can be in flames. So now they have that. So when a Chauvin's on trial, instead of going, you know, Chauvin's a fellow race soldier, you know, we're going to cut him a break, fuck it, you know. Now they're thinking, wait a minute, we could get a billion dollars worth of fucking damage by letting this motherfucker go. Well, lock his fucking ass up. Fuck that. We, we're not risking a big couple billion dollars worth. Lock this motherfucker up. You see that element? Yeah. Just that one element that that foundation was brought to the party already brought the conviction of police. And it's been happening. Not as not not as much as as, as what we want. We want life sentences. But it's happening take, enough. But it is it's, happening. It's, it's a start. It's, it's a, a start. start. And while if if it can get police to start being hesitant, you know, a little more hesitant, that'd be the fact. Because Derek Chauvin going to jail. I mean, a lot. I wasn't surprised, but a lot of people were surprised. You know that he got that twenty forty five piece. But you see how the feds played everybody, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They they made the it. The feds were like, the feds were like, if this if he gets off, we're gonna be outside. We fucking getting them. Woo de woo. Yeah, we are gonna get them. And then we want fed charges too. Once he made a deal with them for the feds to drop everything. The deal he made was, I'll tell some shit that y'all need to know. You guys cut me, uh, give me the living accommodations I need, and then I'll go away. That's all that was. Mm. And the Fed saying we were going to cuff them anyways was to keep the people from rioting again because that couldn't have happened a second time. There's a reason why Minneapolis it, it, it came back. Have you been to that Target since they rebuilt it? Man, when I went over there. It's I twice as big. It's twice as big. It's huge. Cub Foods, is tw- it looks twice as better. I haven't been in Cub. The Cubs look like, I used to work at that Cubs. We've all been there through the years. That Cubs look dramatically more improved now. I'm about to go back in there next time because I remember last Man, time. Man, it look, it's spaced out, spaced out. The, the, they haven't put the, they haven't rebuilt the police precinct yet because I, I don't know what they're waiting on with that, you know. They haven't done that yet. I don't um, think they're going to rebuild it. Man, I was that night riot the rioting. I was there as a visitor. Why well, I wasn't rioting, but I was there just watching. I seen people walking around. My first instant that people went inside the police prisons when I seen people walking around with police uniform that they took out of there. I seen one guy take like a, a like a little small briefcase with money in it from outside of there, probably their petty cash stock. They knew the they, they they knew that that was gonna. To me, it like I told you before, my suspicion of the restructuring of Lake Street. Let them have it. Let them let them burn it all down. We'll, we'll build it back up. Well, I have a friend of mine who's married. I have a, a white lady friend of mine who's married to a police officer that her husband works for Third Precinct. She said they called him the night before and said, any belongings you've got in here, come get it now because we're going to give it to them. Because mm. if we let them just fuck this shit up, maybe they'll, that'll make them fulfilled. 
They won't have to keep going. Well, and another thing they know, they know that they figure like this. You got to think they do a lot of psychological warfare and research on black folks. They'll say, okay, if they burn this down, Negroes are going to start taking pictures. They'll make t-shirts of it. This is going to be a win for the Negro mind. That, 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 that's how they did it. And, 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 and truth be told, most of the people that was burning shit down were white people. Uh, now when I was out there, I would say it was 50, 50. And I would say that it was 40 or 50, 50 to 40, 60. You called a how guy. many people were doing it for Ford, for Floyd. What, what do you mean? What did I caught the guy that was recording it? No, you, I remember one time you had, you had told it was somebody that was fucking with some folks and you were like, Hey man, that motherfucker, the law. No, there was a guy that was just walking around and he was recording on his. No, there was a guy walking around, right? Just standing there. And I said, he's the police. What the fuck is this guy doing here? He's the police. Something he was doing. I think he was recording. And then another guy went by. No, he was recording it with a camera. And I was telling everybody, this dude is a police. He works for the police. They're letting y'all burn this shit, and he's just recording who's doing it, and then they'll come back later and get y'all. There was a guy that burned And then another guy walked by me that had a camera, and he said, just just remember, everything you say is being recorded. And he, he walked by me as he was recording it, and he didn't stop. He said it all in one motion as he was walking by me. He said, just remember, everything you say is being recorded. You know, like he just said it to me all in like one motion as he was walking by. He said, just remember, everything you say is being recorded. That Arby's, I was standing right there when they burnt it down with that Raising Cane through the house. Right. Amazing. That Arby's, I don't know how, if it made a lot of money or not. I don't know. I suspect that it, if, if it really did, but they burnt that bitch down. And now you have a raisin canes. Remember when I sh- talked when I talked to you about that? Starting article? at seventeen dollars an hour too. I told you. I said a raisin canes. I said you're looking at the restructure of the South Side. A raisin canes. That's yeah. only in the suburbs. They don't have the raisin canes in the hood. I said, yeah, it's over with. But you know they start at seventeen dollars an hour too. I mean that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm how saying- many lanes? How many people on Lake Street can you find that? Begging for money and wouldn't even walk in there and try to get no, a job. No, you know, I'm going to tell you who's probably in there. I ain't been in there yet. I, I guarantee you, I'll tell you who's in there. Mexicans and immigrants. Mexicans, yeah. They, they, they like, let me get that 17. So, I mean, but that's... Selling, and selling that's too. Well, they, they probably will hire them too, you know. Um, they will. But fast you, food will hire felons. But, you know, like... I don't know, is, is raising cane, is that considered fast food? Yeah, yeah. You know, They're higher felons. Any fast food are higher felons. Well, all the lames down there need to be applying, <laughs> but they won't fly like you said. They, you know, it, and, no, I bet you. Ain't nobody trying to work. And out of all these kids right here, out of all them that was down there at that Marvel America shooting, and my conjecture is they should have been down there getting $17 an hour. Let me play some. No, ain't no them go down there to get a job. That's what happens. That's the problem. Our officers. And our detectives, I cannot speak. Okay, let's get to it. They got a crave pack. And I said this. With it. Oh, here he, here he goes. 
And I said this yesterday. In Bloomington, if you come here and murder people in our mall, you get one of these this Christmas. Here you go. Five people got one of these today. Five people got one of these. So you come to Bloomington jump and you suit, right? people and get away with it? No, nah, we're not playing that here. Uh, you're going to jail. And we're going to make sure that anybody else that helped these folks are going to go to jail too. Um, and again, I'm going to extend my condolences to the family. It's Christmas, um, and they're going to be having to bury a loved one. So with that, I'll take uh, what questions you have. Uh, but See, that's a hustle, DP. I want to pause that real quick. I'm going to tell you exactly why he just did what he did right there with the— Oh, that was politics. What he said yesterday. What? Yeah, that was politics 101. No, not just politics. See, Showtime. You know, the, the channel, the premium channel Showtime has a documentary series that's starting, I think, next week filmed in North Minneapolis about the North High football coach who's also a North High or North Side police officer. Hmm. White dude. And his assistant coaches are all white guys. Or all police. So it's a story about how the kids over North, the, the football coach for the school and the assistant coaches are all police. That's what that dude was trying to do there. with Because the, yesterday he was on that jumpsuit too. He's thinking, maybe I'll give me a show. See, these guys ain't here to fight crime. They're just doing a whole lot of talking. The you actually. know, hey, I ca we caught the motherfuckers. He don't even need to be saying all that. We got them, and we don't know who the shooter is, but we think one of them's going to talk. That's too much. Why are you telling all that? They got lawyers, too. Right. Yeah, he ain't no Why DA. are you saying all that? No, he ain't supposed to say the DA ain't going to say nothing like that right now. Hell no, they're not even Right now he's going to say, right now he's going to say we got five people in custody and we're working through it and we'll get back to you when we got something. They wouldn't say all that. Well, one of them is going to talk. That's, I never really heard no uh, law enforcement say something like that. We got five of them, and we know one. We're going to shake one of them down, you know. That Dad's already letting the other four know that you guys don't know shit. He's campaigning for Butter Biscuits. He's campaigning to get a show, man. They, they, they filmed two shows. The Somalis, I had a show on HBO as well over in the Cedar Riverside. And then now the, the police officer from over north got him an HBO. That's what he wants. He's trying to get him an HBO. As he's go, go fight crime. Go make it where you can't come into Mall of America with a gun. And another thing, remember that this is a case that I forgot to cover a few episodes ago. But that brother that got killed by that uh that five dollar Indian race soldier, they, they, they didn't really cover that. You know what I'm talking about. Remember that the brother football player. I think he was a football player or a basketball player. Star or something. quarterback, yeah, from over was, north. He yeah. Was walking down Hill. the street. Now that something now that, Hill. Yeah, now that that dude, he was very very promising kid, and that dusty ass five dollar Indian that been robbing people in every damn reservation from here to Duluth. They haven't really been covering him. You do you remember when that? Well, first I got some intel on that 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 wasn't quite as people made it out to be. What happened with that, and this is the intel I got, and this is 
some stuff I'm saying. It's not uh, the opinions of the Bagland podcast. This is the word on the street I got is that the Hill kid served him a bad PKG. Okay. You know, he served him a package that wasn't right. Let's just say he served him a whole lot of bacon soda instead of the product. So when you caught up with him, he fixed him up. If, I don't know if anybody can catch the drift on what I just said, but that's, that's what I heard it was what happened. Well, if you dabble in the streets, sometimes few, it happens. Very, you know what the random killings are? 99% of the times is when the motherfucker got bad aim and the bullets ricochet. When you shoot somebody like that, it's usually not randomly. Is it a robbery? Maybe. If it's not for a robbery, very few people just, I'm going to shoot somebody in the head and I'm just going to run. There's something behind that. But you know how I knew he was he was white? Because initially when they had it, they didn't have his mugshot. That's how I knew no, he was they're white. they're not going to do that. I knew and that. Then, and then, be, where was BLM? BLM has, has said nothing. BLM Minnesota wing. No, they've never heard I was standing word. right there when that, the last I seen BLM, I seen BLM run from where the Holiday Gas Station on Franklin is to all the way down to Riverside Park by Devonis. I seen them hightail, all of them hightail over there in the span of about two minutes when that girl got to talking. BLM Minnesota Wing is just trying to get paid. Well, you, you heard what I said. I said, hey, you, know, you, you shot, you, you shot at some black kids. You shot at some black kids. So, hey. Hey, when she said that, hey, my kids they ain't black enough for y'all. You try to see my little black babies. Yeah, I had I... never seen her before. And to tell you the truth, for that kid to stand out the way he did to, in my eyes, he was doing the most because I'm rarely walk around this neighborhood. And I had seen the kid a lot of times acting a fool on his bike. Racing and, you know, he would, he just was wild on that bicycle. And I knew he was high off of something, but I'd never seen that little pretty thing. I just shot my shot with her. 19-year-old. 19-year-old you know, person died. Ayana Yarbrough. So the kid was 19 that got killed. And then, okay, let me, let me see what I'm talking about. Techly? Uh, the kid. Who was 19? Oh, the one at the mall. He was 19, yeah. John Jadayson or something like that. Let me see if I can get some more information on, 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 on who. I'm just curious. It was, it's, it's, they got two adults and three juveniles. All right, let's see here. Let's see if I could pull up some. Well, just over. Our officers and our detectives, I cannot. Okay. This, they're locked. 
Videos posted on social media capture the sound of gunshots and the chaos that followed as holiday shoppers took cover inside stores at the Mall of America two days before Christmas. 48, I have one victim for sure, one victim. And was shot and killed in a fight inside Nordstrom. A bullet also struck the jacket of a woman nearby who was not hurt. Heartbreaking to see it happen in hometown and everything like that, so unfortunate. Doug Keenis says he left the mall just minutes before the shooting. He came back the following day to return an item. I feel pretty safe because I know they got good security here and everything like that. So, you know, at the end of the day, I know it was kind of an isolated incident, but just hate to see it happen. It's the third lockdown in a little more than a year. In August, shots were <laughs> fired outside the Nike store. Last New Year's Eve, two people were shot on the third level of the mall. In response, in October, the mall tested a pilot program having a weapons detection system at the north entrance. Honestly, I hope they bring metal detectors On, in. Yeah, that, Check that would be so good. I don't really feel like it would be the right move just because it would uh, be a lot more hassle and there's still a lot of ways to get a, uh, a firearm into the mall without, you know, actually having airport security type stuff. So Governor Tim Walls tweeted Saturday morning offering Man. support and no, What the fuck is he talking about? See, he ain't get shot, so that's why he's saying that. Man, look. The, the it problem. ain't his son that got shot or his daughter. Oh, here, here's some more nonsense. information. Look. Tonight, an update to the deadly shooting at the in that group. And uh, who was responsible? We're all at, but. First floor around. Finalizing Christmas plans. Family spoke exclusively with our Devon Rami tonight. Well, Morgan, as many families are finalizing Christmas plans tonight, the family of 19-year-old Jonte Hudson is planning a funeral as they try to make sense of this tragic loss. For 22-year-old Janaya Hudson, life will never be the same. I just try to act like he's still here. Now let's play. Without her brother, 19-year-old Jonte Hudson. He was funny, sometimes quiet. Like everybody loved him. He was a people person. He was trying to get his own place and apply for college. Dreams cut short for a man who police say was shot and killed at the Mall of America Friday night. He was um, supposed to go to the mall to find like a sweater to go with his shoes to go to his friend's birthday that night. Police say Hudson was one of several young men who got caught up in a physical altercation just moments before he was shot multiple times. At first, I just hoped like it was just like a minor bullet wound or something. I didn't think that nothing, nothing too serious about it until like they said they were trying to find a pulse. So I just assumed the worst, but I was hoping for the best. While his connection to the men involved is unknown, his sister says there were friend groups he was trying to avoid. People he hang out with, yeah, not with him. They got stuff going on, but he was trying to get away from all that. And yet tears flow for another life lost to the streets. Like y'all say y'all part of the streets. Street coders, you don't do that stuff around families, like kids at that. As calls for change on both sides of the tragedy speak to the sad reality countless families continue to live. It should not be happening in a mall where there's children, people shopping. Stay away from the wrong crowds because the wrong crowds is going to lead you to destruction. Now, Hudson's sister says she hopes everyone involved in her brother's death is held to the fullest extent of the law. The family. Yep, well. Well, just over an and hour. This, you know, a word to the to the young folks, word to the wise. Uh, you know, you could try, you could try to get away from dusty dudes. Um, the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lane things. I mean, look who she picked. 
Megan was at the well, top I mean, of her he game. He wasn't a lame financially, though. Yeah, but if you sh- if 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 in fact that he shot this woman, I mean that was that's dusty nigga shit. Come on, man. Like he did. Like if you shot this well, woman, well, yeah, she should have been somebody on her level. Yeah. of a stardom. She's yeah, I mean, a bigger you, star than Tori yeah, Lane. What do you what do you what are you going around? I mean, you could have had, you probably could have had any nigga. Why why you pick this nigga? Because what I'm saying is is if, if he did that. If, if he like does stuff like nigga. that, you know, um, that goes to show a lot about that. That says a lot about him. If he if he's doing stuff like that, y'all are millionaire motherfuckers, you know. Uh, so he a goofy too, in the same token. But what it really shows is this, and this is goes back to something I said on your show a couple weeks ago that nobody really talks about. One way that might corral a lot of these shootings is. Stop over prosecuting people for fights. Right. As much as we just said the loser of the fight is probably the one that's going to pull the trigger, the winner of the fight is probably the one that's going to get the charges. Not the one who started the fight. It's going to be whoever won the fight. So if if you're the police and you come into a situation, two people get in a fight and you assess it and you go, it was just a fair one and you won. Yep, all right, it's over with. Nobody gets charged. You might corral a lot of these people having beefs and then starting to shoot. You're thinking in your head, well, I could get an assault charge, and that could be five years, this and that. Might as well shoot his ass. Right. You know, they start allowing free, fair ones. Like, if it's a fair one, nobody gets charged. Yep. You know, you might corral maybe 10% of these shootings. If you think it, if I get an assault charge, that's going to be three to five years. So shit, I might as well just shoot his ass. Yeah, because you could get, you could, if you, for a shooting, I've seen, man, I've seen in in, in the last couple of years where dudes done got about three to five. You're right, they just say self-defense. You know, I done seen, I done seen cases where, you know, um, I done seen cases where dudes done got attempted murder charges and did like five to ten. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. I done, right. I done seen that, that when they plead out. Now, if they go to trial, that's different. But I done seen guys plead doing all kind of shit. I mean, they they gave a dude just um, somewhere in St. Paul. He raped some little girl, man. The motherfucker got seven years. You know what I'm saying? He beat you know, her. Seven like, years and he got the right judge or... He, maybe his family, he had a few hours for an attorney, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I he don't might have had a couple bucks. You know? He had a couple bucks for an attorney. You can keep prolonging shit. He might have you had some But shit, man, I mean, when you, I didn't even know you could get some years for whooping somebody's ass. I didn't even know that. Hell, you call assault. You know, I thought you might get, yeah, and they're months. not gonna look at it like it was a fight. They're not. They're just looking at it like you, you, you caused these injuries to me. You know, I thought for <clears throat> for, for a scuffle, the police are not gonna say, "Wait a minute, this was a fair one, two willing participants, and he just whooped your ass." Yep. All right. Nope. No charges. Yeah, I thought. I thought. You know, you get into a little scuffle and they write you a little ticket and go on about their way. You talking about they giving people? No hell games? no. Oh well, yeah. Then, Assault. Then, Oh, yeah, what about if you really fuck me up and you break my jaw? This that bad shit. You talking assault? Oh, when well, that case, off yeah. top assault case. Can, can you? You ain't got no attorney and you fuck somebody up the wrong way. That's three to five years. 
Oh, well, in that case, hell yeah, niggas like, man, I'm just going to And they're not going to say, well, that was a fair one, and you just took an ass whooping. They now, ain't going to say now, that. Now I see why niggas be like, man, I popped that nigga, and I'll just plead out to, to possession of a firearm. <laughs> right. Plead out or say I was I was uh, self-defense. Because that's what they do a lot you know of times, I mean? you know. When, like, when somebody gets, when, when someone gets, you know, when, when, when there's a shooting, they'll just plead to the firearm. Just exactly. to get this nigga plead out of here. Fire Let's plead to the firearm. Yeah, three not. years, two and a half. Plead it up. Give me three years. Give me out of here. Y'all got your conviction that you really, all you really want, and we're up. And a lot of it's times, these dudes ain't got no no lawyers, so th- they'll sit in the county for six months to a year. Okay, oh, shit, I'll be out in two and a half, one and a half, you know? All right, some of them, they're smart enough to know the law themselves or You know, nowadays, they're really waiting to cut deals, you know? They ain't got time. The, the courts is too booked. Yeah, it's too many lanes. Time. It's too many lanes. Let's just cut a deal, lead us to the big fish. Unless you're a young thug and you are the big fish. Yeah. yeah. Young thug's only only plea deal a young thug's going to get is, we got enough dirt on you, just save us the time and plead guilty. You can go to trial and you can do 60, you can do a 60 piece. If you get convicted or you could take this 25 and let it go. That might be the only deal he's going to get. Mm. What else? Who is he going to tell on? He's the leader. He's the, you know what I'm saying? He's the orchestrator. Just like in business and you own businesses in the past and own a business. Now something happens with dirt whites. Guess what? That's on you. Yeah. Don't matter. You're the owner. Don't matter. You can come up with it, uh, another reason on who it's for, but it's on you. You're the one responsible. It's just like that. Yeah. That's life. When you're the leader of the game and they determine that, you're responsible for, oh, all right, he shot somebody in the name of YSL. Yep, all right, you're the leader. Yeah, and it and it's it could be some people that could have did anything that he didn't even oh, know he's about. He's done. Yeah, Soon he had very little chance. He had a probably fifteen percent chance of getting off or getting a lighter sentence. But white when gonna talk, that fifteen percent went all the way down to about three percent. Especially with the other convictions. Especially with the other with the- ones, and they're gonna talk. He oh. led them. He led them exactly. Either, either that, or they just looked at Gunner and said, "You know what? We're gonna let you out. Fuck it." We like you. You've and been th- sitting in here playing dominoes with people, and we like you. And Thug, and Thug, he, here's the thing with Thug. Thug doesn't, he don't have nobody to talk to. Wow. He, yeah, he can't tell on nobody. There's no one for for him to He's tell. He's the on. leader. And the thing is this, like, and this was another thing for your viewers. I'm going to leave your viewers with this. So if you're, you're being charged with something, with a crime, okay? And you haven't even gotten a court date. So they're going to hold you until all this is out. No bond, no nothing. So they, and then all of a sudden one day they just wake up and go, you know what? We're going to let you out. Fuck it. We haven't even set your court date yet, but we're going to let you out and drop all these charges. Just admit that you're in the gang. We're going to drop everything. Of Of course, there's more to it than that. This is even worse. It says There's here, more to it than that. What? Young thug associate who allegedly tried to kill YFN takes plea deal in a RICO case. This just came out today. 
according to who, who took a deal? Antonio Subnin is known as Obama. Some nigga that named his Obama of all people pleaded guilty to and one he's count. What group? He's with YSL. He he pleaded guilty to Uh-oh. one count of conspiracy to violate the RICO, two counts of conspiracy to commit a crime and participation in criminal street gang activity on Thursday. He was sentenced to 15 years probation as part of his negotiated deal. Oh, it's over. Oh, man. Oh, it's that's over. Even, that's a, all he got is 15 years probation. 15 years probation, bro. Oh, he gave him some He gave him some golden nuggets. Now, listen to this. He led them to exactly to it, thug. Here, let me see if I get some footage here. Hold on. Gave him some info on exactly how thug is running his business. Yes, ma'am. Do you understand that if you are not a United States citizen, a guilty conviction will affect your immigration status and will result in deportation, just like a conviction at a trial would, and that this is true regardless of the advice by your attorney. This nigga's an immigrant. He ain't even a foundational. Listen to this. You are not allowed to possess or use a firearm while on probation. Yes, ma'am. Do you understand that if you are not a United States citizen, a guilty conviction will affect your immigration status and will result in deportation? You heard his law. You heard his lawyer say, I mean, you could get deported. I couldn't yes, really man. make out what they were saying. Do you understand that there may be other adverse or unfair Hold on, listen to Oh, yes, ma'am. Do you understand that there may be other adverse or unfavorable consequences as a result of this? Oh, he might be. No, he okay. He conviction. Yes. Just there would be Mr. Hoover, um, anything on behalf of your client? No, Your Honor. We just. Okay. <clears throat> yes, sir. All right. Before signing this indictment, did you have the opportunity to fully discuss all of the facts and circumstances therein with your attorney, Mr. Hoover, to your satisfaction? Yes, sir. Is there anything about the indictment you wish to ask me or ask any questions about? No, sir. All right. I'll note the indictment has been signed and the plea has been entered. Uh, Mr. Sumlin, based upon the responses that you've given during the court's inquiry, I find that your guilty plea is freely and voluntarily entered. I find a factual basis for your plea. I'm going to accept your plea as tendered and it's negotiated. Uh, as it pertains to you in count one, that's conspiracy to violate the racketeering influence and corrupt organizations act this court will sentence you to 15 years to serve on probation subject to the special conditions uh, that have been set forth on the record already uh, in terms of your plea and i'll go over some of those with that's you. a trap 15 years you know that nigga's going to jail 15 years in just a minute that incrimination is that correct we gave some valuable yes, information right. oh yeah man it's... 
Okay, and then look at this. And then I'll close. Trial for, you called it, once again, trial for Young Thug. Others could last up to a year, prosecutor's estimate. They're racking it up to where to the point where he I'm can't even. He doesn't even have. The trial could last six to nine months, they're saying, given the number of witnesses and defendants in the case. Yeah, they're, they're making yeah. it to where he. Hold on. Since is the is the question is the estimate, and this is I guess for everybody's benefit. look. Over thirty years, uh, you know, I have learned that people, you know, lawyers in particular, are grossly underestimated. Well, look, you're, he's getting antsy. That's right. Okay. Um, Man, it says uh, jury selection topics. Judge said the low end of the range would double the estimate prosecutors provided him three months. The upper end was based on time. It took Fulton County to prosecute a cheating scandal in Atlanta. Another Rico case. Let me see here. What is this saying? Some defendants named in the initial indictment have accepted plea agreements. I mean, man. Yeah, it's 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 a wrap. Twenty seven people indicted. Oh yeah, there. That's that's gonna be a wrap. But DP Bagland, I gotta get off the air, guys. All right, man. I'm gonna go ahead and close, man. We'll we'll wrap. We'll, we'll talk again next week. All right, it was a pleasure to be on, man. Have a safe holidays. All right, y'all take care. Peace.